Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, 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 welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Let's go ahead and get started with our first song of the day. Old school throwback. Let's go. Come on, somebody touch your neighbor and say what God has for me. It is for me. The devil can't have what God has for me. Hallelujah. Yes. What God has for me, it is for me. Thank you. 
Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, all things tend to work together for your good. I say you ain't going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, and frustrations. Because you're definitely going to have some of those, but you have to allow God to cover your mind, cover your spirit, and cover your day. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and hop on into a quick prayer really quickly. Yeah, I know how it is. We always like to cover this room in prayer before we do anything else. So we're going to go ahead and hop into a quick prayer, and then we're coming right, right back. Is that all right? 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's blessing. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now for your word, God. We thank you right now for all that you are, all that you're doing, God. We just thank you right now for being a mighty God, for being a holy God, for being a righteous God. We thank you on this morning, oh God, that you woke us up, oh God, with a fresh mind, with a sober mind, with a mind that wants to be a blessing to you, oh God, a mind that wants to focus on you and all that you have called us to be assigned to. God, we thank you right now, God, that even as we go forth on today, God, that you will continue to have your way and throw your weight around in our life, God, that you will continue to breathe upon us, oh God, prosperity and blessing, God. We thank you now, oh God, that even as we go forth, oh God, we go forth with a heart of gratitude and appreciation, God. We thank you now for all things working together for our good. We thank you right now, God, that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. God, we thank you, oh God, for every word, oh God, that is spoken, oh God, in your name, God. We thank you, oh God, that you're speaking to our ears. God, we thank you, oh God, that you're releasing your word. God, we even take a moment, oh God, as we come before you, oh God, to repent of every sin, transgression, and iniquity. Father, anything, oh God, that may be done in us, oh God, to harm or offend your people, God, to sin against you or your people, God, we ask that you will forgive us right now in the name of Jesus. Take it out of us, a separate, separate, separate it away from us in the name of Jesus. Cause us, oh God, oh God, to be separated from those things that mean us harm, oh God, but those things that mean us good, we ask that you will cause us to be more connected to us, oh God. God, cause us to connect to those things, oh God, that edify us, oh God. Cause us to connect to those things, oh God, that cause us to be uplifted, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you now because even as we pray, we believe by faith that all things are working together for your good. As people come in here to listen, laugh, and learn, that they will be elevated, edified, that they shall be educated, and they shall be entertained. We thank you right now, oh God, for the anointing and the grace that you have had on our life, oh God. We thank you for the release, oh God, that you are placing in our spirit on today. God, we glorify you in this moment, oh God, and we thank you, oh God, for the anointing, oh God, that is resting in this room, that is resting in this place. God, I ask that you will have your way on today in our life, oh God. No matter where we are, oh God, no matter what part of the country, oh God, we may be in, I ask that you will have your way and throw your weight around. Breathe upon us right now in the name of Jesus, and let us operate in the fruits of the Spirit, oh God. Let us be patient, let us be wise, let us be gentle, let us be uh, meek, let us walk in meekness, oh God. Let us walk in gentleness, oh God. Let us walk in kindness, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, because as we pray, we believe by faith that it is so. We believe by faith that all things are working together for our good. We believe by faith that you're fortifying our mind, oh God, and that you're causing our mind and our heart to walk into alignment with your will. We thank you now, God, that as we pray, oh God, that you're strengthening us in every area of our life. We thank you right now that as we pray, you're downloading strategy in us, God. We thank you right now, God, that as you're as we pray right now, God, that you're moving the Holy Ghost, oh God. You're stirring up the Holy Ghost and you're stirring up the gift that is lying dormant within us. We thank you now that as we pray now, God, that you're causing elements to shift in our favor and shift on our behalf. We thank you right now, oh God, for all things working together for our good, that even as we go before this day and as we go before this weekend, we thank you, God, that you shall be with us. We thank you, God, that you shall stand behind us. We thank you, God, that all things are working together for our good, and we say it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Now you take a moment wherever you are and begin to give God praise at your own home. Give God praise in your own time. Thank him for everything that he's already done in your life. We thank him, oh God, that we are not dead. We thank him, oh God, that we're not devoured. We thank him right now just for him being God and God all by himself. We give him glory and honor. 
on this morning. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and cut to another song. Y'all can hear that my voice. My voice is very tired right now. So y'all pray for me. But guess what? We're going to have an amazing day. We're going to continue to bless God. Do me a favor. If you haven't already, go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and ping some people in the room. You know what I'm saying? Because this room is a blessing. I can tell each and every day when I'm not on this show and people are always calling me and texting me, Prophet, you on today, Prophet? What y'all doing today? Okay. And I'm like, hey, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. But hey, I'm thankful that I'm back here today. I'm glad that we can kick off conversation, that we can have a great time. Hey, Ebony, I see you in here. Um, so yeah, do me a favor. I'm going to go ahead and cut to the next song. Share the room. If you can, go ahead and pick some people you can. And we're going to go ahead and get this thing on started. And then we're going to come right back, as always, with the scripture of the day. Instead, all right? All right, let's go. Let's go. Oh, my God. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Good morning, everybody. You're now tuned in to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right energy, right spirit, right spirit, right attitude, right mindset, right music, all that good, right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that as you trust in God, allow God, depend on God, start your day with God, allow God to go before you in your day, guess what? You're going to have some ups and downs, man. You're going to have some bumps and bruises. You're going to have, you know what I'm saying, some aggravations, irritations, and frustrations because life going to life and people going to people. But listen, God going to be God. And as long as you allow allowing him to cover you, allow him to bless you, allow him to keep you, guess what? All things going to work together for your good. With that being said, it's time for me to go ahead and read the scripture of the day. Y'all know how it is each and every day. I believe in getting some word in us. I believe in uh, getting some scripture in us. So let's go ahead and cut to it. Um, today, the scripture of the day is coming from Matthew chapter number five, Matthew chapter number five, starting at the 43rd verse, and I'm going to read to the 45th, and this is from the New International Version brought to you by BibleGateway.com, and it reads, <clears throat> you have heard that, you have heard that is what said, love your neighbors and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. I'm going to stop right there because that's all it that's all it gives us for today. That's all it gives us for today. I'm going to read it one more time. You know, just because I believe we slow sometimes, but we were waiting for, <laughs> like some preachers say, you're slow, but you wait for it. No, I'm going to read it one more time, but then we're going to come back because I believe that there is a word from this one this morning. It says, you have heard that this is what said, love your enemies. No, yeah, love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. For he causes the sun to rise on good and evil and sends rain on righteous and the unrighteous. All right, that's it right now. That's it right now. Um, yeah, I ain't going to be too deep as always. I tell you, I'm not. I'm nobody's senior leader. I'm nobody's doctor, expert, theologian. But I do believe that I'm a prophet of God sent to decree and declare the word of God. And in this time that we live in, we oftentimes hear things in reverse. 
just as the scripture said, you have heard, meaning that people will say, love your enemy. I mean, yeah, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. There are even times now where people will tell you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you and still don't do it. But I want to encourage you to actually live that life that the Bible calls us to live. While the world is sometimes saying things completely opposite and completely different, continue to stay focused in the word. Continue to love those people who may not like you. While the world sometimes preaching on haters, guess what? God says continue to love your haters. Continue to love and pray for those people who are persecuting you. I found out in therapy the other day what gaslighting was. And guess what my therapist said? Pray for those people. Pray for those people who are manipulative. That's what, you know what I'm saying, that persecution means. Sometimes we never really broke down on what persecution means. But when you're going through things that it may seem like you got haters or you seem like you got enemies, pray for those people. You know what I'm saying? Don't go toe-to-toe with them. Don't combat them. But pray for those people. Why? Because the Bible lets us know that as we continue to pray for them, as we continue to seek God's faith, that we become children of the Father and understand that He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. He reigns on the righteous as well as the unrighteous. You know what I'm saying? And all we have to do is find ourselves in right standing with God. We never know what God is taking other people through. We never know why other people act the way they act and do what they do. But continue to pray for them, continue to encourage them, continue to lift them up. They may be your haters, they may be your enemies, they may be your shady shaders, but guess what? Pray for them, love on them, encourage them because that's what the Bible instructs us to do. Don't just love on the people that are nice to you. You know what I'm saying? Love on those people that are mean to you because that's what the scripture encourages us to do. While people may tell you, hate your haters, hate your enemies, you know what I'm saying? Stun on them and all the other stuff. No, I encourage you and I implore you to love on them. I encourage you and I implore you to continue to show love to them. I encourage you and I implore you to continue to give to them and pour into them. Why? Because guess what? They still need you. Amen. I'm going to stop right there because I'm going to get a little excited and I don't feel that much energy in me today. So I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to go ahead and cut to my song. It's time for us to go ahead and check in. So do me a favor. If you haven't already, go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and ping some people in the room because if I wasn't here, people would ask me where I'm at. But now that I'm here, guess what? Let's go ahead and get these people in here. Let's go ahead and get conversation started. I'm excited about the conversation today and everything that's going up. Um <clears throat> that we're going to be discussing today. I'm going to try to also take a moment to sit back and just listen, you know what I'm saying, and let other people lead the conversation on it because, you know, I'm a little dry in the mouth right now. My my little, my, my little body just tired. Y'all pray for me. I ended up being booked yesterday, and I'm just tired. Y'all pray for me. But let me cut to my next song, and then we're going to come right back so we can check in. Y'all know how we check in each and every day here on Waking Up With The Prophet. We check in with our three daily questions. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you starting your day on? So I'm going to go ahead and cut to my next song, and then we're coming right, right back. Is that all right? All right, let's go. I had two songs. I 
Classic throwback. 
Classic throwback. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I ain't gonna go to Kathy yet. I ain't gonna go to Kathy yet. Chill out, Kathy. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start every day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, so I'm working out, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, with a little Holy Ghost, things like that, all things tend to work together for your good. Not saying you won't have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravation, irritation, and frustrations. Because you definitely going to have some of those. But man, you got to trust in God, rely on God, depend on God, continue to do all that God has called you to do. And guess what? All things going to work out for your good. You know what I'm saying? Things going to come back around. Like you're going to have some ups and downs. Life going to life. People going to people. But trust in God and God going to be God. Amen. Amen. With that being said, let me go ahead and tap into our check-in. Y'all know it's time for us to check in. And we check in here on the Waking Up with the Prophet with our three daily questions. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you starting your morning? You know what I'm saying? Like on the scale of one to five, how you starting your morning? Like five being like a five-star Uber driver. You know what I'm saying? Like you feeling real, real good. But one meaning like, you know what I'm saying? You not you might not feel the best. You know what I'm saying? The whole point of us asking this question is to understand, you know, how to make you feel better. Because I believe in impacting people in a positive way. And if you come into my space, you know what I'm saying? In my house, my room, anything like that. I want to make you feel better. When you leave here, I need you to leave on a, on a four or a three if you're on a one. You know what I'm saying? If you're on a three or four, by the time you leave here, I hope you're on a five or a six. You know what I'm saying? A ten, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? Because we want you to feel better. We want you to feel good. With that being said, though, it's time for me to go ahead and check in. Profit, it's on you. Do-do-do-do. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, As you can tell... I'm a little tired. My voice is a little tired. Um, I'm probably on like a good three or four-ish. My body is recuperating from a long and weird day yesterday. Yesterday was just a lot. I ain't gonna cap. It was just, it was really a lot. But thankfully I'm in here today. I'm alive and well and can testify to the goodness of Jesus. Um, today is Thursday. It's Friday, Junior. I'm kind of excited about it because yeah, I'm just excited about it. I got to work this weekend and I got to do some other things that I'm planning. Y'all just pray for me, because, I mean, bro, I'm 30. <laughs> and you know what? It's something about that light bulb, I guess, that's coming on. It's something about my knees that's starting to crack now. <laughs> and I don't really like it. I'm a blessed God in the house, but it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't like it. And I'm even looking now to my birthday this year. I'm like, oh, I'm 31 this year. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do. That's what, like three months, two months? I'm like, oh, God, what you got? God, look, what's, what's going on? I'm thinking about giving me a house and all that. But I'm like, God, hey, I'm I'm gonna flow with you. Cause there's so much going on right now in the world and the economy. I'm like, God, just just keep me sane. Just keep me sane and just keep me in alignment with your will. Cause when I tell you, yeah, yeah, I, I, I listen, at 30, I'm like, I'm just thankful that I can have I can pay my own way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Roof over my head, shoes on my feet. Listen, you all never understand the value of that when you're younger. You know what I'm saying? Because you think that that's what life just supposed to be like. Like, you supposed to have a roof on your head. Like, you supposed to have shoes on your feet, clothes on the back, food in the refrigerator. Not understanding that that is a gift and a blessing from God. Like, you don't know how many people don't have good parents that actually put roofs over their head, shoes on their feet. You would be surprised how many people don't actually know how to survive and live a life that is prosperous to them. And I thank God that each and every day that I'm able to wake up and give him praise because what he has blessed me with, I'm thankful. I ain't 
ain't gonna cap. I'm thankful not only for God, but I'm thankful for what God is blessing me with. Uh-huh. I am. I'm proud of me. Amen. Amen. Y'all need to start saying that to yourself. <laughs> you proud of you. But yeah, that's it for me. Y'all know ain't no breakfast until, you know what I'm saying? Y'all start talking. When y'all start talking is when y'all gonna start is when I'm gonna start eating. I'll probably go in there and fix me something. Um, cause I don't know. I think I want to cook that salmon. I took some salmon out, but I didn't cook it. So I think I might go in there and cook some salmon for like lunch or something. I don't know. Um, the weather 38 degrees. I forgot to tell you that it's 38 degrees. So it's a little cold right now, but it's going to get to up to 61 a day. Um, we supposed to have like a little rain, a little cloud, but Hey, it's Thursday. I'm wrapping up my, my weekend or my week so I can prepare for the weekend. Yeah, I know most of the time on the weekend, I don't really do office work. I don't really do graphics and administrative stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? I try to get everything done on Thursday about three o'clock, four o'clock so I can be done. But Hey, if not, Hey, Friday, it is what it is. But yeah, that's it for me right now. Um, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to have a great conversation. Um, of course, we've been honoring Black History Month all month. Um, well, yeah, all week, all month type of thing. And, of course, yesterday I wanted to talk about, you know, the ladies in Black History, like Rosa Parks and Ruby Bridges and stuff like that. But I didn't get to make it in here yesterday. So, hey, it is what it is. We're going to actually continue to roll with the program and roll with the um, curriculum. But we're also, you know what I'm saying, going to try to touch on it a little bit, um, even as we go forth in the, today's conversation. Because I definitely believe that Black problems black issues um systematic issues are a real thing in our society um even though we don't address it we don't see it as much because truth is you can't overcome them i ain't gonna cap there were some systematic issues that i faced as a young black man you know what i'm saying as an african-american but truth be told i'm glad that i'm able to stand on my own two feet you know what i'm saying and be able to provide for myself have a business you know what i'm saying and be successful in life and granted there are still some issues that we face in america you know what i'm saying like i'm thinking about it i just told you i want to go get me a home but at the same time when i go to the bank versus when todd go to the bank we might get different answers and results so i'm trying to make sure that i'm pushing myself beyond the limit so i don't have to worry about those issues amen so listen we're going to talk about more of it later on throughout the show we're going to talk about those black laws we're going to talk about systematic issues you know what i'm saying set up to harm and oppress black people and all the other good stuff but for right now of course we just can continue to flow with the check-in um right before nine o'clock hit because y'all know when nine o'clock hit everybody started coming in the room and we'll never hear music again so i'm gonna go ahead and let ebony check in since it's just me and her right now and then we're gonna go ahead and probably pop to a song before we come back with news and hot topics is that all right all right bet ebony it's on you Do-do-do-do. Hey, good morning, y'all. It is 36 degrees here in the DMV. We're going to get up to 54, partly cloudy. Um, it was super cold earlier. Um, my daughter's bus stop, her bus alone comes to the door, so I have to, like, walk her out of the development to her bus, uh, which is becoming a headache. But anywho, um, no breakfast, just drinking Pepsi at the moment. Um, I'm probably on, like, a two right now. Um, um, hopefully it'll get better as the day goes on. Um, thinking about staying home today, just taking a day for myself and not running to the hospital, just staying home. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, what else? Um, so no breakfast, the weather, what I'm on, that's pretty much that. Um, I I know I was, I wouldn't know here. But I seen you post something about they had moved rain bus stop or something yesterday. Yeah, so rain's been getting picked up at the front door all this time. Okay, last year, all this year, and then suddenly for two days the bus just was not coming. I was like, "What is up?" And when that happens, I have to pack Roman up, having an Uber, taking a school, come home. 
Right. Well, I found out after calling to complain that the bus can no longer come in our development because the bus driver and her terrible driving self <laughs> the um there's like a curve in the development and she was like backing up on the grass and she pulled <laughs> all of it up like it, it, looked, it looked dug up mind you this is my daughter's third like year school year rather getting picked up by the bus they all have turned around no issues no problems she's the first one that come in here and tear it up so the development apparently filed a complaint so now she can't come in here no other school buses can come in here. <laughs> um so all us parents have to walk our kids out to the end of the development now seven o'clock in the morning with a small baby having to pack up and take them out in the cold too i'm not this that's wearing me out so i'm having to literally put snowsuit on him cover over his thing to like keep him super warm and we said out there waiting for this bus someday this bus come at 7 15 some days it come at like today 7 40 like it's so unpredictable so i i i laid into her and i was like you're gonna have to call me <laughs> when you're like three or so minutes away so I can be out because your times are too unpredictable and I'm not standing out here. She was supposed to tell me Friday. She claimed she forgot. But what happened Tuesday, Rain didn't go to school Monday. What happened Tuesday was she took Rain back to the school because I wasn't out at the bottom of the hill. You knew you didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah, that's so messed up. There's a big red tag on Rain's right. book bag with my number on it. If you can call transportation, you could have had transportation call me. You instead took her back to the school. So I'm waiting for my daughter. The school calls me and said, oh, they returned right. They said nobody's home. And I'm like, I'm standing right here at the front door. That's so that crazy. whole thing, yeah, it. I was ready to blow everything <laughs> up yesterday. Everything up. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. So that's now what they gonna? So now y'all just gonna have to walk her all the way out, like to the gate. <laughs> yeah, I gotta walk. That's yeah, I gotta crazy. walk to the to the bottom of the development now. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she can't even and it's like it's up. a hill. <laughs> So, like, going down the hill ain't that big of a deal. But I got to push Roman and his shoulder back up the hill. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just a little irritating. Stand in the cold and then push it up. Mm -hmm. I can imagine walking to that bus early in the morning anyway and it be cold. Exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, and I got to be out there to pick her up in the, in the afternoon, too. So, yeah. So, I was, I was pissed yesterday. I was. But. I actually got to make a follow-up call, so I'm going to try to hurry up and make this call while you're playing the song. I pinged, I pinged the whole game, um, so I don't know. I don't want to say, is it showing up in the hallways again? Because I know it'd be I, I mean, I saw it, but okay. I, mean, I can't speak for everybody. Good morning, proper American woman. Currently, okay, let me with uh, Doc's down there. She said, currently the weather is 36 degrees in Norfolk, Virginia. Oatmeal and coffee for breakfast. I'm a little tired today. Was a four, but work it out got me at a five. Okay, the song work it out. I was gonna say, hold on, what's work it out? Okay, work it out got me on a five because Jesus is already working it out. Amen, amen. I'm with you. Listen, I ain't gonna tell you. That's how I start my day off every morning. Like I try to get at least a little gospel in. And some song, you know what I'm saying? It take you back. It bring back old memories and it make you thankful of what God is really doing in your life. For real, for real. Like I tell people, the older I get, the more thankful I am on my relationship with God, even as a young man. Like granted, there are so many people that are walking away from God and trying to give up on God. But each and every day, I'm thankful that he can show up in my life and he can still, still continues to work everything out for me.
But with that being said, it's time for me to go ahead and cut into another song real quick because it's nine on the dot. It is nine o'clock on the dot. And I like to go ahead and play as much music as possible before everybody start coming in here. Because once everybody start coming in here, we'll never hear music again because conversation just goes off. But I'm going to go ahead and cut to the next, next song. And then we're coming back with our news and hot topics. Because did y'all know Kiki Wyatt finna start a church? Listen, I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's a good thing. But if Kiki finna start a church, I might as well go ahead and start my church. <laughs> Let me go to this song and then we're coming right, right back. Is that all right? All right. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you.
Cap, I like that song. I like that song. And that was the remix version, I guess, because I didn't know where that love. When the lady started speaking Spanish in the middle of the song, Lord, have mercy, bless you. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet. We're waking up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that when you start your day out with a little God, with a little Jesus, with a little understanding, all that other good stuff, things tend to go a little bit better. I'm not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravation, irritation, and frustration, no headaches and hiccups. Because life going to life, people going to people. But trust God to be God. And guess what? All things going to continue to work out for your good. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. It's time for our news and hot topics. And y'all know each and every day I believe in discussing everything, you know what I'm saying, that's in the world. Just like I believe in discussing everything that's going on in heaven and everything that's in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? We discuss everything in the Bible. We talk about everything in the Bible, but don't be knowing what's going on in our own backyard. Don't be knowing what's going on in our own community, in our own world. So that's why we have this moment where we discuss news and hot topics. With that being said, listen, y'all, y'all know I'm a big Wendy Williams fan. <laughs> y'all know I'm a big Wendy Williams fan. And Wendy's coming out with a two-part documentary about what she been. Of course, y'all know Wendy been off TV almost, what, a year and a half now, two years? You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna cap. I miss Wendy. I miss Wendy. Wendy Wendell Bartholomew Ornthal Clyde Steedale. Yeah, I, I miss her. Wendy, yeah, I miss Wendy Williams. I ain't gonna cap. So yeah, they have a new documentary coming out about Wendy. Um, I believe it premieres February 24th, um, which is a Saturday. It's a two-part, I guess, night special where, you know, Wendy Williams talks about you know, I guess her um, conservatorship thing, I guess what it's called, a conservatorship, because of course, yeah, I know Wendy was battling real heavy with alcohol. Of course, she used to do coke back in the day, so that's probably, you know, still messed up her brain and whatnot. So they got her under a citizenship, I mean, not a citizenship, but a conservatorship conservatorship thing. Y'all yeah, know what I mean. A conservatorship. <laughs> the same thing that they had Britney Spears on. So Whitney basically saying she don't got no money. They can't do Like, she can't spend nothing. Like, she can't do nothing. I just feel bad for her. Like, they even want her sister to try to take care of her. And her sister can't take care of her because of the courts and all this stuff that's tied up with her. And I just feel bad for her. I just feel really, really bad for her. I ain't gonna count because truth is, Wendy worked hard to get what she was. And I ain't gonna count. I can, I don't know. I feel like 
I resonate with her story because people really, really work hard to get where they're going. And at the same time, hey, life hits you. And granted, her life hit her only because I guess, you know, her 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 addictions with, you know, alcohol abuse and, and drugs in the past and stuff like that. But it's just still so hard to see, you know what I'm saying, some of the people that she actually kind of looked up to, you know, kind of fall. You know, I'm just saying, I don't know, I wouldn't say Wendy is like a black history moment for me, but Wendy is one of those black history moments. She's one of those people that, you know, I looked up to in radio and TV, just like Kathy Hughes. Kathy Hughes was a great radio and TV type person, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, some of those people, it's kind of hard to see you know, them kind of fall and like go through little stuff. Like I ain't gonna cap it. It, it just it just hurts my little feelings. But in other news, um of course y'all know today is Thursday and we addressed it on Tuesday when we talked about the Supreme Court getting ready to argue Donald Trump's case. But yeah, today is the day. Today is the day that that Supreme Court will actually hear the arguments um in regarding Donald Trump actually being on the ballot for Colorado. Now here's the thing. If they decide to remove him um, I believe other states will probably do so. And if other states do so, then it's probably a good chance that Donald Trump might not be the president. But like I think J.Y. somebody said the other day, it's a likely possibility, though, that people will still write that man's name in. Just because they're crazy, just because they don't have common sense, they'll probably still write his name in. But here's the reality of it. I don't think he'll probably win off right in so long. Um, the article... Hey, stop, little dog. <laughs> the, the Supreme Court is set to hear a high stakes case on former President Donald Trump's ballot eligibility today. The nine justices will determine whether to restore Trump on the Colorado ballot after the state's Supreme Court removed him over the 14th Amendment insurrectionist clause for his role in the Capitol riot on January 6, 2021. While Colorado is focused yeah, yeah. While Colorado is the focus, the high court's decision could have um, could have major ramifications in other states that have been pending litigations to remove Trump from their 2024 ballot as well. If the Supreme Court rules, yeah, if the Supreme Court rules, he can be kept off the ballot before Colorado's primary election on March 5th. The state secretary. Yeah, the state secretary of state has said that votes for him wouldn't be counted. All right. <laughs> My fault. I had to stumble over that. <laughs> but yeah, so Colorado has a primary election on March 5th, right? And basically, if the Supreme Court rules that he'll stay on the ballot, Colorado says that they're still not going to count it. The, secretary, the state secretary of state um, says that the votes for him will not be counted. Like, they ain't going, they ain't really not really, you know, they ain't really, <laughs> they ain't really dealing with Trump. Which made me kind of ask the question even the other day on if they actually should allow Trump to go through or not. Now, here's the thing. If they say that, you know, Trump can still go through, then it's still going to come to individual states, I believe, on how they actually determine, you know, the vote of it. But here's the thing that we also kind of discussed too. The popular vote and the electoral vote is really what determines who's going to be the president. So even though I think he has the potential of not being on Colorado's ballot, I still don't think that that's going to discredit him or make him not eligible to be on the presidential ballot for real. Like that's just, and that's the scary thing about it, to be honest. Like that's the scary thing that he could still, no matter what, <laughs> end up on this ballot. And I don't think it's a scary thing. But like the article said, we do have to think about the major ramifications that come with that. Like, 
that that that's a major issue. I ain't gonna cap. It's a major issue because truth is, Trump crazy. Trump crazy. But at the same time, most Americans are crazy in my eyes. So it is what it is. Another thing that I want to discuss, major hot topic, and I wish I could have came on here yesterday, Wednesday, when it was Women's Day, to talk about this. But um, Kiki Wyatt, Kiki Wyatt has le- recently announced that, you know, she's starting a church. She wants to start her own non-traditional church. What's interesting is, and I'm trying to get Pastor Charles to come in here, because Pastor Charles knows the pastor that she's actually, like, starting a church with. Like, I guess she's partnering with another pastor, another leader, by the name of Larry Weathers. And he actually went to Pastor Charles Church last year and preached. I remember because I did the flyer. <laughs> and I was trying to ping Pastor Charles in here because I definitely want to, you know, get his opinion. And I definitely want to even connect to Pastor Weathers. I want to get him actually in here as well. Um, just to discuss that because I think that that's a major thing. It's a positive thing, but it's interesting. Um, I do have some pushback to it because... Um, will she be pastoring? Would be my question. And then if she is, it makes me like, mm-hmm. it makes me think that anybody can do anything nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Ever since Donald Trump became the president, I feel like everybody can do everything. Anybody can do anything. And not just because of him being in office, but we have become so loose on handling things. I'm not saying that she don't got a relationship with God to where she can't be a pastor. But I just want to see, like, how would her, I don't know. I just wouldn't, there are plenty of R&B singers that then crossed over and started being pastors. But, um, yeah, I just want to see how that would look. You know what I'm saying? And what's interesting is when she released her statement and whatnot, she says that nothing is changing with her music. You know what I'm saying? She's not going to, um, you know, switch up and, you know, be something different. No, she says that she believes you can do both. You can sing R&B, sing your songs and whatnot. As well as be, I guess, be a pastor of a church. So, I don't, I mean, I ain't gonna cap. I, I don't see much of an issue with it because truth is, if she could be a pastor, I might as well be a pastor. <laughs> and I ain't trying to be nobody's pastor no time soon as well. But hey, I believe that her non traditional approach to ministry and how she's trying to come out and all this other stuff with ministry is is interesting. I think it's interesting and it's definitely going to reach a new wave of people, um, <laughs> at least. Ebony, how do you feel about that? Like, Kiki Wyatt saw in the church. The Sound Atlanta Live, that's what it's called. It's going to be Sound Atlanta. That Pastor Charles, there you go. Um. Okay, so... Hey, Dom, I don't up. know her as a minister of any kind. Um, I don't know that about her. Uh, shameless plug, I want to get her on the Miracle Mama podcast so bad because you know she has a child that's disabled. I want to get her on my podcast so bad. Like, that's oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, her youngest baby, he has like a chromosomal issue. Like, he's in and out of the hospital all the time. Uh, like, he was not supposed to make it as a baby. He was in a NICU and like a whole, he has a lot of issues. It's like real bad seizures and stuff. And so I literally spoke that last year. Like, I want Kiki Wyatt on my podcast so we can talk about her baby and being a special needs mom. But anyway, um, I don't know her background as a, as a minister. And I think people are yearning for an experience that they're not finding elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and so as much as I feel like a person without ministerial experience should not start a church, she's doing it 
under the supervision of someone from what you said. This is my first time hearing this. I, I, I hadn't heard anything about it. Um, who hopefully will train her and lead her and guide her. Um, I will never say that God didn't tell someone to do something unless it's something crazy that God would never tell them to do. Um, but when it <laughs> comes to their callings and all of that, I'm never going to, you know, my bishop taught me that you, you can't tell people what God said, no matter how you feel about it. You can't tell people what God said. So it's a noble um, attempt. Um, it's a noble effort. I mean, not attempt, um, a noble effort to try and create an experience that they're not finding. Um, I hope that this will encourage whomever is working with her to perhaps foster a similar experience. Maybe she's on to something um, that the world is yearning for. Maybe it is a healthy compromise. Um, again, I don't know the details, so I'm just kind of speaking in the dark. But um, I, I'm curious to know more about it. Um, and I don't, I've heard the name. Um, if it's the Larry Weathers that I think it is, um, I know who he is. Um, so, yeah, he, he would probably be a good proponent for that. Um, I know there's two Larry Weathers. If it's the Larry Weathers who was married to Ebony Weathers, then I know who he is. Um, but yeah, I, interesting, interesting. Um, I'm here to see how it rides out. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just hope that, um, again, you know, she perceives like the proper guidance and instruction so that souls are not fumbled, so that this does not become yeah. like a mockery. Yeah. So that this, you know, doesn't become sacrilegious. That, you know, I just I just pray that she's under good guidance. That's that's all I got for it. Facts. I'm gonna read this statement um that uh he and her both, I guess, put out. Um, because of course when I first seen it, it was on Shade Room and Shade Room announced um um, announced that Kiki White announced that she's opening her own church, focusing on worship word and acceptance of all people. And then there was a statement that she released that said, I've had a dream for years to plant a church that was not a traditional one, but one that was focused on worship and word and acceptance of all people. A place for those who a place for those that are done with the drama and judgment of religious people. God said now, so I'm saying yes. I'm launching this I'm launching this with my ministry partner, Pastor Larry Weathers, and the name of the church is Sound Atlanta. Now look, nothing is changing with my music. I'm not switching to sing gospel. I'm still uh, I'll still be singing R&B and doing all my shows. You can do both. I want to show the world you don't have to compromise your love for Jesus and can still do great music centered around love. So that's it. Pastor Charles, good morning, man. I'm glad you popped in because I know you had this lad rather man at your church before. So, you know what I'm saying? How you feel about this? Him and Kiki Wyatt partnering to start a church here? I, first of all, I didn't even know the man was in Atlanta, Pastor Joe. Like, how you just bring somebody from it? We could have caught the same flight when you brought him out there. I could have rolled with him. 
<laughs> but no, like I seen, you know, ever since, you know, he came to your church and connected with you. I've been following him ever since, you know what I'm saying? And connected with him and watching him. And I didn't know he was in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Until maybe like a couple months ago. But now he's released a statement as well. Same statement that Kiki White releasing how he supports her. He's backing behind her um, and all this other stuff. So how do you feel about this? Like, first of all, she's an R&B singer. And she's starting a church. If she could start a church now, I feel like Pastor Charles, I might as well start a church. Let me know how you feel, though. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a good day. Um, First of all, and um, let me just say, uh, um, anyone with that is wanting to start a church, it is not a... Um, it's not something you do you take you take lightly that you that you do lightly and um just like anything else time will tell even uh i think it's just takes it takes a minute to be able to even say yes first of all and then the other piece is how wonderful and noble it all sounds um, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a church that that allows for all people and loves people, word worship, and, and accepts all people. I think that's wonderful. I think it is. Um, what? How, however, I, you know, I was gonna put a however on there. All right, however. <laughs> however, um, when the Lord gets done with the leader, whoever that person is it may turn into looking just like any other church in terms of that has standards, that has certain things that they will do and certain things they will not do. Now, listen, if you are a church at all, by the way, if you're a church, if you are a minister at all, the big, the biggest piece of being a pastor is that you have to love people. I didn't say love save people. I didn't say love sinners only. I didn't say love you because of your proclivity. I'm not saying that. I am saying you have to love people. Period. Yeah. So this is no, to me, that is, it is no different than anybody else. It just so happens she has a platform for singing and for R&B and whatever, you know, the, whatever, you know, all that she sings. I, I, I never heard of a and you know, really, I mean, I know, I know of her, and I've seen her sing gospel stuff, and she throws it. I mean, she can put. Oh my God, she can sing it. But, but my point is, though, is, <laughs> but my point is, is that, okay, so she's using her her influence to now say that, hey, I'm gonna do what God told me to do. Now, I mean, God probably told her to do that a long time ago, and now she's ready to do it. Cool. That's nice. And you're going to have a church that has word, worship, and you accept all people. Nice. Guess what? Everybody and everybody's mama, if you got a church at all, that is a part of your um, DNA now. So that's that's not the thing. But the problem is, is that um, a lot of times is that what we want when we say we accept all people, if you're training people and you're training to love Jesus at all, there are going to be changes in their lives and in their lifestyle, especially if you believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible word of God. If you believe that, then there's going to be some changes. There's going to be some changes in her. You know, she may be all right with singing everything now, but let's say God convicts her and says, you know what? I need all of you now and I want you to 
do this and I want you to do that. Guess what? If she's going to be obedient, she's going to do what he says. Now, that's all I'm going to say to that. So if, if that's what she's going to do, if she's going to point people to Jesus, it's going to be all right. And she's going to she's going to get a people that everybody else can't get. You know, and so there's some people that's gonna come, that's gonna follow her that won't go to the masses. They'll go to her and go to the ministry that she's a part of. And Larry Weathers, um, I know of him. I know of him. I know him to be a great, great um, uh, encourager. Um, he's a great preacher himself, um, and he has the ability to be able to change and help you to discover that little piece of you that um you can't even try to figure it out and trying to change and try to be whatever and he'll find that little niche of you of you and and help you to um get it right and help you to realize that you can do it just as like anybody else can um i i have had uh larry and i will say this i have it, what do you so it, call it a shameless plug whatever i have had larry uh for about uh for several months i would say about almost a year not even a year but definitely about six to eight months of coaching i've i've had him uh as a coach and i will tell you firsthand that he's very good at what he does he knows how to help you to you know it if i throw an idea out there let's just say i throw out the idea i've got the idea and then he says well okay here's the idea and then he goes through some different things to kind of help you to um maybe um to um Stabilize like that. Okay. To, to stabilize it and then to mm -hmm. kind of hone in on the main points of it. Right. Um, he's a great, like I said, he's, you talking about a gifted, he's a gifted preacher himself. And so he can take, he's one of those kind of preachers that can take something out of the air. And it's like, oh, I see the corner of a closet. Okay. And he can take that thing and turn it into a sermon. He, he can come up with scriptures. He's like a, he's a human chat AI. How about that? <laughs> I mean, when I say he's gifted and he knows how to do that, that is his gift. Um, and so if Kiki Wyatt is looking to him for that, um, she's going to turn out to be amazing because, you know, because it, it, that's what he does. He learns how to do that. He's the kind of person that does that, does TED Talks. He's into those kind of things. Yeah. So anything to do with talking and everything like that, he's got that going on. And yes, the, uh, 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 yes, Ebony, that he's the one that was married to Ebony Weathers. That's that's that was his wife. Um, yep, that's the one. Um, I want to say he was apostolic. I want to say that. Um, and uh, at one point, I think when he was much younger, grew up in an apostolic church or something like that. But let me tell you, I have yet to, to meet too many apostolic folks that can't preach and that can't really dissect um, uh, the word of God and stuff like that. But anyway, back to the whole thing. I, again, my opinion, um, my opinion is that in, in the midst of pastoring and doing it, um, this is, is a, it is not just a uh, nice thing to do. It is something that is major. And if you're dealing with souls, it is very serious, so um, I wish her well, and um, she's got Larry to help in terms of being able to get some uh, help with crafting sermons and helping to lead and do leadership. She's gonna be she's gonna be great. Um, he's not your like I say, he's not your regular run of the mill person in terms of just um, 
just somebody that knows how to craft sermons. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna make you he's gonna make you work for it in terms of he's gonna he's gonna you know steer you towards the right thing, you know. Um I like okay, I'll just give you a perfect example. Remember the series that I did a while back called Beds? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was my idea. That was my idea. I said, I'd like to talk about different kinds of, you know, I just was about to spit it out these and just throw some ideas out there. I said, I really was thinking about something about um, how to deal with, um, you know, what kind of mattress you're sleeping on. Because sometimes, oh, what kind of bed you're sleeping on? Or what is it? What kind of thing? He says, okay, well, instead of just talking about, you can talk about it, but what can we name it? What's a good name for that? He says, keep it simple. And he was like, just, okay, so you go, you want to talk about uh, that kind of thing? Say, beds. I said, okay, cool. I said, that is cool. You know, yeah, I like that. And I said, and I, and I said here's my thought. I want to have the beds in the church. I want to be able to have whatever bed I'm talking about. I want to be able to have it in the in the in the room. He says exactly. He says make it so that it's people will remember it, something that they can take. And then you take your scriptures and do what you need to do. He says interact. You know, lay on the bed or you know preach. He said preach from the bed. You know, I was like, oh man, you know. And I was like, that's edgy. He said that's right. He says, but they will remember that, and then they'll think about that as they leave the room. And when they leave the room, they'll be thinking about it all week. They may, some may only say, oh, my pastor's crazy because he had a bed in the in the, in the church. Uh, but then somebody else will go in there and say, ooh, what bed am I lying in right now? How have I, how have I, um, how have I lived my life? And what kind of mindset have I been having? Because I'm talking about mindsets when I'm talking about that, that see, when I was talking about that series. Mm-hmm. But, but in the in the graphics, even you know, I was trying to figure out what to do for the graphics. He helped with the graphics and everything in terms of he told me what to do, and I got my at the time. I think my son was doing it at the time for that one. He showed me, gave me the graphic to. I mean, he didn't give me the graphic. He he gave me the idea, and I gave, gave it to him, and that was it. He was um, able to give you foundation, language, and strategy to what you, you know what I'm saying, what you are doing as a pastor, basically, you know, being a prophetic voice or a prophetic coach to what you are doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, that's completely understandable. That's why I said, now, I don't, I mean, like I said, I've been paying attention to him, following him. He looked like, you know what I'm saying, a, a good prosthetic coach. I ain't gonna count. That's what made me actually stay up to base with him. Um, and honestly, I'm not even surprised that a person like him would partner with, you know, a Kiki Wyatt to actually, um, you know, to actually launch something like this. But what makes me think a little bit harder about this, though, is like it's kind of like what you said will that standard be there for her um as a leader as a pastor as a minister you know what i'm saying like i know her capacity like you said to sing that song i mean that that video that she did with kurt carr when she sung every mountain still takes me out to this day however i don't know her capacity to be a pastor. You know what I'm saying? And granted, I, I, I don't know Larry whether, you know what I'm saying, ability, you know what I'm saying? I see his posts and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would want to know what she would look like as a pastor. Is it going to give swag surfing? You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I think of. When I when I see Kiki Wyatt announce that she for the start of church, I immediately thought about William Murphy and them swag surfing and them walking it out. And how much controversy that no, got? See that? See to me, I 
Okay, so I did think of that. I think I didn't have necessarily about this because I really don't understand that no way. So, I mean, some call me old head, whatever you want to call me. I'm and I'm okay with being, you know, un unlearned in that area. You know, folks teach me stuff along the way, but I'm okay with being unlearned. I don't need to know everything, but you know, maybe understand it. That's fine. But, um, what I do know is that God, if God can call somebody like me, and I'm believe me when I tell you, I am not perfect. And he makes a decision to do that. I think in my place, he can call me and call anybody he wants to call. But the thing is, is that my thing is that, again, she's got some she's known for being an R&B artist. She's got those kinds of things going for. Her. So, I mean, uh, she's going to call people that I cannot call. And so I'm just looking that I'm believing that she's going to be OK. I mean, now, if something comes up, I guess she probably is going to be under the microscope a little bit more, too, because, you know, she look what is Kiki Whitwhite? What is she doing? And OK, perfect example. Perfect example. Y'all, when we when, when um, what's the guy's name? I'm sorry. There we go. I messed up his name. Um, He started his choir. What's his name? Um, He's a is he a rapper? No. Who? Oh, um, Kanye West. My Lord Jesus. We ain't say nothing. Didn't nobody say nothing about Kanye starting his church on his land or whatever and, and doing, uh, having a big old choir and doing all this stuff and he cussing and doing everybody mm -mm, say Pastor nothing. Charles, because I said something. You, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, you know there what? was plenty of backlash. <laughs> Look, the, but what I'm saying is that these pre, you, you, it was still going on. Nobody checked his doctrine. Did nobody check nothing? That's because he going the reports checked out. Them checks checked out. Lord, see, okay, mm -hmm. see, you know how the saints get with reports. That and he didn't he didn't need nobody, so wasn't mm -hmm. no pastor involved with it to check him. Like he didn't care what you thought. He did that on his own. He they just wanted the saints of the glory of God. That's what they did. So yeah. But but, but you see what I'm saying? He he used what influence that he had, and then he got one of the top music people to 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 run it. I mean, so hey, what what did we say? What shall oh, we say to these things? No bad music. But here's the thing, though, that I'm asking: What is the standard then? I mean, granted, God can use anybody, everybody. But if everybody can jump up there and say, "Hey, let me be a worship leader. Let me be a pastor. Let me be," then we'll see. But let's. I'm sorry. Oh, go real ahead. quick, real quick. I'm gonna get off of it. But here's the thing: See, this, the, the a pastor is not for the faint of heart. That's all I'm saying. And there's a lot that you gonna have to deal with with God with this. You know, so um, I'm I'm just kind of like I'm I'm praying for you. That's all I can tell you. See, and what I was gonna say is, let's be for real. What's the requirements to run a church? <laughs> like, let's be for real. Um, not well, only are that, because I don't know. Well, I don't like I said, I don't know because a lot of these certifications and um, doctorates and stuff you can get from Google now. Um, so we, there's just people that they're not going to hold people accountable for the simple fact that, okay, if they bring in a certain dollar amount, we don't care as long as the money is still rolling in. Some people are still running church as if it's a club. They're going to collect their money at the door and we just going to do what we do and get out of here. Um, but then, I mean, the Bible speaks about it too. I mean, clearly God is still using donkeys. 
Um, <laughs> but you don't have to be a donkey your whole life, but some people are okay with that. So I guess it, it depends <laughs> on what the end goal is for whoever. Mm-hmm. And now God is still using donkey. Yes, he did say it. Yes, he did say it. I love it. <laughs> is he not? Some some of y'all favorite locals. (laughs) God be using the donkeys. I'm done. Somebody, here's a question. As a millennial, as a younger millennial like me, would you go to our church? Go to whose church? PT Wyatt's. Um, maybe out of speculation, not out of switching membership. Okay. You'll go just to see what is what they talking about. I don't even honestly say I would go to see what they talking about. I feel like people are gonna be busting the doors down to get in there. Um, so I'll catch the reviews on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. <laughs> but like I I love Kiki Wyatt as a singer. Um, I don't know anything about um the minister side. I believe she was a first lady though at one point in time. So I wouldn't say she does not know the functionality of the church. She was a um, first lady for who? I believe she was the first lady. I didn't know that. Um, you're gonna have to go back some kids, but um, I'm so weak. Go back some kids. <laughs> no, but for real, I think I believe she was the first lady. Um, so uh, I just I think that's gonna be an interesting dynamic. Um, I think if it's more. I I can't tell somebody what to do, but I feel like she would be more effective with outside of the four walls of the church instead of actually starting a church. Um, But that's just my opinion. Um, And I don't know her like that. So it may work. (laughs) So, mm -hmm. (laughs) Body said you got to come back a couple of kids. I'm still stuck on that. For real. Like, I believe she was a first lady. I'll. I guess I'll do my research on that today. But okay. I believe that she was the first lady. You said what you blended up? Like, I know I've actually met Kiki Wide in person. She sung at a fashion show that I did in Birmingham and everything. Like, um, but I've never known her as you know, too much of a, a minister type of person. I know her to sing gospel just like everybody else, because everybody got a relationship with God, to be honest. But at the same uh-huh. time, Never I mean, mind. most people do. You know, not every, nowadays, who, everybody got a relationship. who is God. their God is my question. Because I feel like everybody has a relationship with a God. But, um... We don't know who their God is. <laughs> that part. Well, and that's another thing. That's what makes me ask. Because if you just start in the church and say, hey, I believe God and God want me to start a church, then... That makes me, yeah, I I get a little concerned too, just like Pastor Charles. Like, are they gonna muddy the waters when it comes to that church? Cause yeah, uh, I just I couldn't I even imagine like... my pastor being an R and B singer as well as my pastor. That's like Willie Mo Jr. And granted, Willie Mo Jr. did a good job. He has a great personality and persona now. But you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, he do. He just switches because you know back in the day he used to be pretty really. You know what I'm saying. He's you know what I'm saying. Just sing your sing your draws off. Now he he switched over. He all gospel. So I've seen people switch over and stuff. You know what I'm saying before. But that's the thing. She don't even seem like she's just gonna be trying to do a switch. She seems like she's still gonna you know be out having fun, turned up just like me. But at the same time, she's gonna be a pastor. 
Yeah, I don't I just, see too much wrong with it. I just hope, you know what I'm saying, kind of like how people see when they come into this room. I hope that it doesn't, like you said, hurt souls, hurt bodies. I hope but, that, you know, people aren't made a casualty of Christ because, you know what I'm saying, they realize, oh, yeah, Kiki Wyatt just like me. You know what I'm but saying? It, I feel like a lot of that also goes back to standard, right? So my bishop is my uncle. There's parts of him that I've seen that everybody else did not see you can't be naked in front of everybody like i'm not saying our pastors are not humans but they you they just don't have the luxury of being naked around everybody and i feel like that's one of those places that's gonna probably need some balance for her i understand she made the statement that she's gonna continue to do r&b but there's a level of closeness that you invite people into like and even vulnerability that you invite people into and then they become too common and then it's like okay what happened to the ministry part and then it just kind of gets a little weird so i don't know i guess you got to be careful with a lot of that stuff so do y'all believe that there should be some type of standard or some type of life lived or something before people say i'm just gonna start a church because i mean at this point anybody can just up and start a church especially with people who got platforms like at this point, Fantasia might as well. Y'all remember Leandria Johnson started that church one time and was giving folks cigarettes? Yeah, this one I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's gonna be like that. I just don't feel like everybody should up and start a church. I think there should be a little more seriousness behind starting a church. I feel like it should almost be equivalent to if you if we were to open up a hospital. What is the goal here? That the people yeah. who come in don't leave the way that they came. If you came yeah. in sick, you should be li- leaving out healed or at least having the steps towards your healing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, it's just, I don't know. I just don't think it's a cute thing to play with people's lives and people's souls. That's just not, that's not light work to me. Like there's wow. people out here really needing some help and really like, okay, this is it for me. So I mean, I, I agree. And I think that was one of the things that she actually wants to bring in. Except when they say the acceptance of all people, most of the time they really want to show love to other people and people who have been through a lot or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, you know, like I said, I still just want that, you know, that standard to be there as well. Because I agree, everybody should not just be a pastor. And I think it's sad that people who have platforms and have popularity, it's easy for them to just say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to start a church because I got a follower. Or I'm going to start a church because I got a congregation and then people want to hear what I got to say. No, start your YouTube channel. But, you don't have to start a whole church. But I feel like you have to also be careful. Like, accept all people until you start to realize who all people are. Um, because that would mean acceptance to the pedophiles, um, the child molesters, the rapists. You were talking. I mean, God love them too, money. Like, come said, back. I can't hear oh, you. Did, can you hear me now? Sorry, yeah, I can. I y'all connected to the car. Um, I was just saying, when you say acceptance to all people, you have to understand who all people are. That's the child molesters, the rapists. Um, the drug users, but they need Jesus the too. bubbly, the rude, the everybody. I'm just saying when you put that narrative out there, I, a lot of people don't consider that. 
Yeah. We just think, oh, we're accepting of the gays and the straights. It's a little more than that. <laughs> like that was cute, but it's a little it's more. A than lot that. more than that because he loves all people, but they we all his creation. Yeah, because we're gonna but have to be acceptance of the ones who be stealing from the church too. Yeah, but he hates the sin. Exactly. So I think that should be pushed more than. Um, Thank you, baby. Yeah, I don't know. Let me get this coffee so my mind can get to functioning a little better. Mine is right. Break away from the drama and judgment of religious people. But they're going to be judged in it all except in church, too. Watch. Watch what I tell you. I mean, I agree with you, Elder. I think judgment. Is. Judgment going to come all the way around. But what did you say, Pastor Charles? I'm sorry. But that's what the scripture is saying, man. I'm studying that now in this, uh, in this, in these classes of Episcopal formation. That you, man, the preachers and those who teach the word of God are going to be judged at a higher standard. So it it pays to be right if you say this is what God said. Now, please hear hear me, hear me. That you know you're called and you answer the call, but also there. In order for this thing to work very well, there has to be a life that goes with it. At least you're trying to live right. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be something there. Amen. And you can't just go in there thinking that, oh, I'm going to start a church today because it looks lucrative. Or I'm going to start a church because I've been hurt in church and I want other people to, to that, that are like me to be able to really get a sense of God. That's nice. It sounds cool. It's beautiful. But at the end of the day, there will be standards. And you can best believe even in the gayest church that they can have. They have standards, whatever that is, whatever it is, whatever it is, because most, most, because it look, even the, even, listen, even satanic, they have some kind of rules and regulations. And, and and I'm not trying to be disrespectful in, in that respect because I could care less what they're doing. But you're right. But 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 at the end of the day, any group that's coming together, there are reasons why they come together. There are people, you know, I could say all day long, you know, because I'm a, I was a worship pastor and I hate it when I worked for other pastors and stuff like that that didn't do music. They cut the music off. You only got ten minutes to lead worship, and you know what? I hated that. And so when we started Kingdom Life, I was like, you know, we're gonna worship as long as we want to. Man, listen. Mm -mm. I found out that folks will leave you after they, they, they check out at a certain time in their head. They may be sitting there, but they check out. So what do we have to do? We had to learn how to be able to balance this and have it so that it doesn't feel like we're rushing at all. It shouldn't feel like that. So, you know, that's been something the Lord's been able to help us to master to a degree and we keep it moving. But my point is, is though, I, you know, in my first mind, I thought we were going to worship all day long. No, you ain't going to do that. We're not going to do that because there has to be something tangible for the people to, to be able to take home with them. And it's usually the word of God. So guess what? I end up having to study, end up having to start doing some things that I didn't think were necessary. But you know what happened? The same stuff that the pastors were telling me back in the day. Now here it is. And I see it. I get it because I don't, I'm going to say this too. There's those that think they can pastor and they could do, I could do a better job and they can do all this stuff. Wait. Till you actually answer the call. And when you answer the call, all of a sudden, Holy Spirit is going to open up that next place in you. It's like, it's almost like he unlocks this uh, whole open room that he he only speaks to you in that room. And it's like Talk before, it. before I, I thought I knew some stuff. But man, when okay. I said yes to pastor and I said yes to God and we started this church, a whole nother um, it's like I had more memory that was put in. And also, God spoke to me differently than he spoke to me when I was a worship pastor. 
He speaks to me differently now than I, than he spoke then. There's certain things that I can't get away with. Oh my gosh, I wish I could tell you. There's certain things I cannot get away with because I just can't. It's because I I love, I want, I want to see people blessed and I also am not trying to die and go to hell myself. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you right. Good morning, Elder Sandra. How you feeling this morning? Go ahead and let us know how you feel about the topic right now. We're talking about Kiki YSR, her church. I'm, I'm good. All is well in the camp. And Kiki don't know what she's stepping into, and I promise you she don't. She don't have a clue. Because even the ones of us that are called uh, to be close to leaders, uh, what they go through, you go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they what they experience, you go through, and she don't she don't know what she's getting into. She really don't. I don't think she have a good. I, well, I ain't no thing. I know she don't have a good a good uh, grasp or understanding of what it is to be a pastor. To even if it's the assistant pastor, the assistant to the all those that do that, that stand in the pastor's stead mm-hmm. if needed at a at time. They don't understand that. They don't understand. And uh, Bishop Rillette was right about the doors God opens in you. And he talked to you different. Because uh, my anniversary is on the 16th. I've been, you know, I, I accepted my call on uh, before that. But I preached my first sermon February 16, 10 years ago. And I'm looking at what transpired in the 10 years. And going, Lord, I thank you. Because I sure didn't think it was all this. Here. Yeah. And it's just, she, she don't have a clue. She, she didn't got caught up in the hype. Yeah, she got a following all that, but she got caught up in the hype. And the hype gonna hype her right on out that door. She don't be careful. Gonna hype her down. <laughs> gonna hype her down. She ain't gonna wanna see nothing that's a Christian, believer, church, nothing. She, them doors gonna shut. Just as fast as they swing open, they gonna swing shut. And, you know, I, you know it's a good thing, a heart, baby. You better get into somebody's ministry and do what you do best. You know how to lead the people in worship. You you know how to sing to the high heavens and go into other realms when it comes to your vocal ability. You better focus on your lifestyle and what you're doing and sing to the high heavens. Because just to start a church to be inclusive, because they don't open the door of inclusivity, all of a sudden, oh no, mm mm, But she she mm, she she just wrote a check. And, and swipe the debit card, and none of them gonna go through. Thank you very much, Hallelujah. God bless you. It's a wonderful day here in Northwest Toledo. Uh, we're supposed to be getting up to about sixty here. It's nice, it's pleasant, and all that good stuff. Have a wonderful day. We're gonna keep on listening. <laughs> Thank you so much, Elder. I appreciate it, and I can completely agree with you. Um, for me, it's been almost over a little bit over two years. You know what I'm saying? Since I preached my first sermon and whatnot. And the one thing that I've noticed, and I even seen it, somebody said in a clip the other day, I think Keith has shared a clip because there are so many people who want to preach now and don't understand the weight that comes with it, the attacks and the spiritual warfare that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing holding a mic and hosting events, you know what I'm saying? And being a public speaker, but it's another thing to actually be a man of the cloth, a woman of the cloth. It's another thing to actually be prophet and pastor and standing in those positions. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, I'm not even one who's actually been in a pastoral position. I've been preaching for years and preaching several states on several platforms and all the other stuff. And even dealing with some of the things that I've dealt with just as an itinerant preacher. I can only imagine the weight, you know what I'm saying, that people feel sometimes as an actual pastor. You know what I'm saying? 
what I'm saying? I've been in leadership roles where I've actually had to uh, be the facilitator of certain organizations and groups. And I understand the weight of how that is. But let alone trying to be a pastor, I think that's something completely different. And I wouldn't say Kiki is in for... Uh, something that she can't handle because I, I definitely believe that with the right covering she probably can handle this but I just want to see how she attracts people I want to see how she reach, reaches people I want to see the type of um, theology that she introduced when it comes to accepting of all people like y'all like y'all keep saying I want to know what is the theology the theological aspect that she stands behind when she says accepting all people as well and honestly Pastor Charles what is shout out to um Will being back in the room I see you down there bro um but what is do you know how um Pastor Weathers there like what is this theology on accepting all people because I mean I'm gonna assume that's gonna be her covering Excuse me. Now, I don't know that because I'm not, we didn't have that kind of discussion necessarily. Right. But, but when you say accepting all people, um, it, it usually means that, you know, um, anybody that's cast away or anyone who doesn't meet the church standards, which it could be, it could be sexual orientation. It could be, um, Basically, you know, I guess it's, I, I, I hate to say it like this, but it's, it's how high is your sin quotient? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you know, it, the thing is, the Bible says, and this is scripture that all have sinned. There's nobody that's that's uh, that's um, so perfect that you have never sinned, even if you've never in your mind sinned or you never done the you know smoke dip chew. Um, hang with those that do sexual. If even if you didn't do that, there the the sin of pride is higher than all of that. Where right. you say, "Well, I don't do those things because I am looking me and I and, yeah. and that right there that will that I got Satan kicked out of kicked out of heaven. That's one of the reasons he got kicked out of heaven. So my my point though is 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 um it just sounds more alluring to me that um you know uh, well you know we accept all people. Well, guess what. We we kingdom life. We accept all people too. I mean, okay, we accept all people. But guess what? Along with accepting all people, there there is something called when I get saved. There are some things that change, and 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 especially if your attitude. I, I'm, I deal all the time with attitude most of the time. How are we as Christ followers um, out in the world when it comes to getting along with other people? How do we? How do we react to certain things? What are some things that God is calling us to do as his people? How can we be a witness? You know, and so, you know, the thing is, we accept all people. We sure do. We accept all people. Guess what? But if I got to change, you got to change too. And you got to change into what? The image of Jesus Christ. What is that image? That image is one that loves people, that loves, that just loves unconditionally. But that love, loving unconditionally doesn't mean that I have to accept everything that you do. Now, and that, that's all it is. And and guess what? God can accept everything that I do. There's a there's a profile that he is looking for and that, that has to love Jesus. And if I love him that much, then guess what? I'm gonna make sure I do what I do need to do to change what I need to change. And that's the it. That's it. And uh then I I'll, I'll digress on that. I agree. I think it's just gonna be interesting to see. Um like no matter how she is, um, as far as accepting the people or whatnot, I just wanna see her her methods of pastoring. I wanna see her preach. <laughs> like I didn't even go cap. I wanna see her preach. <laughs>
I think I would be excited about that over anything just to see can Kiki actually, you know, articulate a powerful word because we know that she has the vocal abilities, you know what I'm saying, from here to the high heavens, like Elder said. But I want to know can she actually preach? <laughs> hey, y'all, I'm sorry, I got the phone call. It, it, this for first off, let me tell y'all. Um, so yesterday it was the school district, today it's the school. I just got a message that a little boy pushed my daughter into a wall. Her lip is now swollen and her tooth is bleeding. So I'm on the way to get my child and I'm ready to blow the school up. So I'll contribute this before things get crazy. Um, I don't know if they want traditional preaching. She said a non-traditional church. So maybe preaching is not what they want. Maybe they right. want teaching. Maybe they just want the fellowship and right. somebody else come in and preach. Like, we don't know what the basis of it is, you know, if it's not lined out. I'm sure at some point she'll come forward and, you know, cast the vision and all of that. But, I mean, who knows? It may just be a, a you know, a worship collective. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Everybody don't kill him, please. In the name of Jesus, Lord, go before her in Jesus' name. Pastor Charles, don't, wait, don't waste your virtue. Jesus don't waste name. your virtue. Don't waste Church, your virtue. Lord. Do not waste Lord your virtue. Jesus. I love you too much to waste your virtue because it's going down. It's going down. I'm telling you it's going down. Oh, don't kill him. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, Miss Seeley. Don't do it. I'm going to definitely keep you in prayer. I'm going to definitely keep you in prayer because no, Ebony don't play about them babies. <laughs> no, she ain't playing. She just like money. When they say they go to raise hell, they go to raise hell. <laughs> you saw me put the skull up there. That skull. I wish I had skull and crossbones. <laughs> listen, listen, let's go ahead. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and shift the topic just a little bit um, because I think it's interesting that we talked about uh, that we that we're able to talk about all of this because I don't think it's um, by accident coincidence. I think it's very timely and prophetic that all of this is kind of happening as we go into this generation, this world of people who want to be open, who want to be more expressive and free, who wants to worship and stuff like that. We see things like this coming out. We think, see things like this happening that lets us know that. Hey, we can. There, there, nothing should be stopping us now. Nothing should hold us back now. Like even, even these gay churches, gay people feel like, hey, nothing can stop me back from being a gay pastor or for having a gay church. And I think, I think, hey, go for it. Do, do you, do you? But there are people who still think that there are some issues that stop us from being great as black people. Now, granted, I agree that there are some issues that probably stop us from being as great as black people, but at the same time, I haven't encountered too many of those yet. I've encountered systematic racism, systematic racism on small levels. I've encountered a little racism on small levels. As a military kid, I've been to Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, um, Indiana, like all across the Northeast, Southeast, all the other good stuff, all across the East. And I've encountered racism in different places, but it's always it always hasn't been direct, you know, racism. It somewhat has been those overt things, you know what I'm saying? And when we talk about it now, about how black people are trying to get ahead, how black people are still, you know, cross what is it, crossing milestones, making milestones, reaching milestones or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like as we continue to see black people being more advanced, we still have a lot of people who says, Hey, we still can't get far because there are still systematic oppressions that causes us to not get far as we should. For example, Pastor Charles, women in leadership. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, 
women in leadership shouldn't still be an issue, but yet it is. Here it is now, as we talk about Kiki Wyatt, it is not just about women in leadership that is an issue, you know what I'm saying? But now it's about her as a person, her and her character, her and her integrity, being able to lead a church. Not saying it's an issue, you know what I'm saying? Like we just said, not saying that it's an issue at all, but at the same time, are there, there are certain things in place that I think I think there are certain things in place for a long time that hindered these, which was always tradition. Notice that she kept saying that she wants to start a non-traditional church. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us know life to be traditional. We know the issues that we faced as traditional black people. But my question now is when we get to this point in life where everybody wants to be (laughs) non-traditional, you know what I'm saying? How do we actually get to that area how do we actually escape to that because truth is certain traditions are in place for a reason certain laws are in place for a reason certain things that we are dealing with as black people are in place for a reason and yes there are ways for us to get around it there are things for us to 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 actually you know use to overcome like for example we talked earlier this week on education and how education was used against black people for a long time because we weren't allowed to, you know what I'm saying, go to the same schools, get the same information. Reading and writing for a long time, you know what I'm saying, was not even allowed for black people. Here it is nowadays, we got kids who don't even understand the value of reading and writing, let alone we talk about voting, but reading and writing was something that we actually had to learn and had to gain value and knowledge of because guess what? Nobody would teach us. That was a systematic issue that we had uh, for a long time back in the day. When we look at churches and how they understand theology about women in leadership, it was because of wrong doctrine that was taught back in the day. Old black laws, old slave laws. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. You remember back in the day, they told you that black people couldn't even read. The only one that was allowed to read was the pastor. What's the bishop? You know what I'm saying? And granted, he didn't have the best education. He didn't have the best theology. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? He was the one preaching to us. Now, granted, uh, we didn't evolve from a lot of these issues. But truth be told, there are some of these issues that still plague us. Like I said, the women in leadership thing. Not only that, but the accepting of all people type of thing. Granted, we make light of that. We, you know, are kind of somewhat funny when we talk about that. But there are people out there looking for that type of acceptance, that type of connection when it comes to God and Christ. And my question would be, do we as people, as black people, do we set up or... um not necessarily do we set up these these issues, but do we um, contribute to these systematic issues that keeps us divided and separated? Like when we think about it, you know what I'm saying? We want women to be protected. We want women to be valued. But at the same time, the center of black culture is the church. If we don't uplift black women in the church, do we understand now why we see it in the world? That was an open-ended question. My fault. I know I said a lot, but that was an open-ended question. Anybody can jump in because I think that, you know, one thing that I'm seeing is the systematic issues that we face in the world are are coming from our own people. You know what I'm saying, Pastor Charles? Now, granted, I love to see people being innovative. I love to see people doing new things, but at the same time, I also, just like we said with this Kiki White thing, I also believe that there should be a certain way that we should do it that require us to not always look bad or always want to have to question each other. You know what I'm saying?
Like, I do. I kind of. I kind of get it. I'm. I'm kind of. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know what causes people to even uh, want to make a decision that I'm going. Hey, I'm going to pass it today. Be honest. I. I was not. That was not in my wheelhouse. I didn't think. Uh, it wasn't something that I just like woke up in the middle of the I mean, night. But and see, said, I think about you know, it for so long. Women could not pass the women could not leave. So yeah. I can see why there's such a urge and a surge of so many women leaders popping up. But here well, it I, is. We still have the mentality to not accept them because it's, our, it's been our tradition and culture for so long. I think that that's changing. I think that's changed a long time ago. I mean, there are, there are some pastors that's been out there for low, low over 20, 30 years, even more than that, that have been pastoring and going for it. And they've just been unsung heroes of not having to get yeah. the, um, so to speak, the notoriety and things like that. There's a bishop lady. There's a lady, I want to say she's from New Jersey. Uh, she's a college professor that she just recently died, but she's been pastoring for, for several years. Her name is a Bishop uh, uh, Bronson was I've her heard name. name. Yeah, and Bronson is she just recently just passed away just recently. Oh, and wow. man, I was going back and listening to some of the different things that she was saying, and she was brilliant. She was not only brilliant in in preaching, she was brilliant in as a professor. Um, so she was a learned woman. Uh, but un, unsung, we got some people that have left here. A Lord have mercy. Um, um, you're talking about, um, I own a lock. Oh my gracious. I'm, I'm talking, you're talking about being able to take the English language and then being able to turn it into, into, um, it was, it's not just showmanship. I won't say that that's what it what it is, but she was very, very intellectual and she made you listen to her. Um, you know, she would do my brothers and my sisters, you know, that whole thing. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. But she could, she, I mean, she could, she could really, really talk. I mean, she could talk, but uh, and there's other women out there who are excellent, 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 uh, preachers. And I admire them. Um, my, my Bishop is married to, um, of course he's, um, uh, you know, she's mom to me, uh, Dr. Claudette Anderson Copeland. I mean, you're talking about being able to master the English language and to bring out some things um, from from uh, 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 the simplest situation and to bring it to right to your face and say, you need to analyze this. You know, and and she, you talk, you talk about somebody that can really do that, and she's known for her intellectual piece, but also for her ability to allow Holy Spirit to use her. My point, though, is is that you can say you can say now I'm not going to accept. You can say all you want to, but you're not going to accept someone um, as a female that is a preacher. You can do that all you want to, but there are those that are doing it, and they are here to stay. And I'm good with it. I'm all right. You ain't, you ain't got to tell me 18,000 times well, a woman shouldn't preach. Shut up. They're doing it. And they're winning souls. And you can but do go. you believe that that is a systematic issue that is still hurting the black community outside of the church? Here's my thing. To be honest, I don't, I think some things you let hurt you. I mean, yeah. I hope this, I hate to say it like that, but yeah. some things you let hurt you. The, the, the facts are in. Women are preaching. Women are are um are, are pastoring women are becoming bishops women are out here you can say how much all you want to i don't believe in it i don't believe in it i don't believe in it and it don't make no sense it's not scripture but they're doing it 
beyond you. They are doing it and souls are being saved and people are being healed and delivered. You can say it all you want to. That's about as bad as the, as the, as the Pharisees. The Pharisees, the man was born blind and Jesus healed the blind man. And the biggest thing the Pharisees and those that were in those places, the biggest thing they could talk about was that he did it on the Sabbath. Really? You need to tell me you are going to, you're going to split hairs over the time it was done versus the actual miracle because we're so blind to our own rules and regulations and our own ways of thinking that we we, we miss the point. We miss the point, man. We miss it. Yeah. And it bothers me to no end. But I also realize that some of these people are going to stay in their little trenches and they can stay there all they want to. I'll make a decision. <laughs> I ain't going to be in there. I'm not staying there. I'm coming out of that. I'm, I want to be able to. That's why my wife is an elder. My wife is is a preacher. She can preach. And you know what? There, I would say, safely, I can safely say that she can preach better than me. So I can't have her preaching all the time. No, stop messing. <laughs> but, but see, listen, but she's not one that wants to do that all day long. She, that's not her thing. I'm called to this. And, and when I ask her to preach and do something, she does it. And I'm, I'm appreciative, you know. I think God puts you in places and puts you under the people that you need to be under to bless your life. My first pastor outside of my Baptist church was a, was a female. First pastor, female. Um, and, and I was under female pastors, been under female pastors. It, it, to be honest, uh, it, I didn't, I, I didn't like it or dislike it. It was work, you know, I just did what I needed to do. Um, but I did realize that, um, that I needed to, um, I needed to be able to, uh, to come under in a particular area, to be able to be under subjection to that. And it didn't bother me at all. And I didn't feel like I was less of a man because I was under a female pastor. And I don't care how many, how many times people try to make me feel that way. It, it did not work for me. So we just went on about our merry way and we let the Lord have his way. I'm good. I'm good. Um, because I realized that I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the Pharisee that looks past the miracle to see the rules being broken. And if God breaks the rules to bless me, I'm good. I'm going to get off. Of, I'm going to stop because I'm going to get into my message on Sunday. I'm done with y'all. I'm done. I think that's real good, Pastor Charles, because I think that's what's happening um, when we look at, you know, some some of the things that's going on in church. Like, we can't, we miss the miracle focused on, you know, everything else. But I think that's why she said her church is also going to be focused on the word worship and acceptance of people. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, that word piece is is real strong, but I ain't gonna cap. I'm thinking about what Apostle Senegal said though. We know so much of the Moses laws. We know so much of church structure, but we don't know Jesus. <laughs> like that's what got, that got me thinking about now. But I see Dr. Trina and Mama Lynn popped in. So I definitely want to give a space and grace to greet the room. And like I said, guys, we're just having a little casual conversation right now. Um, I missed yesterday. I wasn't able to be here yesterday due to work and whatnot. But I'm back here today, today. And we're talking about right now, Kiki Waya is getting ready to start a church here um, in Atlanta. It's going to be called Sound Atlanta. I'm excited about it. I'm going to try to go visit just to see what it's about. But you know what I'm saying? We're talking about, you know, just her starting a church and how for so long, a lot of black people have faced systematic issues, have 
face so much backlash to now black people, especially women, are standing up. They're standing in power. Even her, for a long time, she said, well, she felt like God has been doing this for so long or speaking this to her for so long. But she's actually now standing up in the power and the authority and in the faith that she really has to actually be, you know, a leader. And I'm kind of excited about it because I honestly think that it is going to inspire a lot of believers and a lot of people to not only look at the systematic issues that we face for so long, but actually eradicate those things, actually look past them. Because truth is, there are things that, you know, have been meant to set to harm black people. There there are things that honestly I believe have been set up to sabotage black people, not only outside in the world, you know what I'm saying, as it comes to us building homes, getting education, but even within the church. And I think it starts with us in the church eradicating some of those issues, eradicating some of those systematic and traditional laws for us to be able to reach people. I think that, you know, her new approach now is going to cause people to be inspired and is going to reach more people to come to Christ. Now, that's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I think it might be a little ghetto, but hey, people like the spiritual ghetto. That's why y'all like coming here every Friday. <laughs> Dr. Trina, how you doing? How you doing? What's your I'm thoughts so about Kiki Wyatt starting church? Listen, I'm doing good. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, uh, Pastor uh, and Ebony, uh, all those that's in the room, um, and Mother uh, Lynn. Uh, and to every all the visitors and everything. Uh, listen, I, I I'm I'm I don't have a problem with it because listen, uh, everyone has uh have their own story to tell, and I know that she has a relationship. But see, the thing about it, some people have relationship behind closed doors with God all the time, but it's the outer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I I believe that 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 she's always had a relationship, but sometime, uh media and the press make you look like something that you really are not based off yeah. of a, the mentality of what they see, right? Yeah. And so if I was to look at her story and look at where she's been, uh, I do know that there's a, a several, uh, you know, some form of an anointing on her life because of yeah. who she yeah. is, uh, right? So uh, I believe that she can cast, she can bring in a, a different audience I would love to know who her, her shepherd is going to be, who she's going to be up under. Um, that would be a, a key factor as well, uh, uh, that she's not out there doing certain things, you know, on her own, whatever, but have a, a right covering. Uh, so in case things go left, right or whatever, she has uh, someone to give account for. I got give account to, should I say. But the thing that I see here is that we were talking something that I've been saying earlier and been talking about since last year, that I believe that it, we're in a timing uh, that God is raising up a remnant of women. Uh, not only women, but I, he's raising up uh, a remnant of people, but more so in the women. There is an apostolic grace of anointing that's speaking into the earth and penetrating the earth through the voice of a woman, right? And so when we look at this, we're looking at where God is navigating some women to be positioned, 
And so he's bringing some from out of the secular world into the church house, even though we I, we look at certain people like uh, Fantasia and different ones that yeah. have been brought up in church, been brought yeah. up in church all their life. And so certain things, it's in them. And so God is just allowing them to be able to say, okay, it's in me. I just have to be able to balance. And so I believe that that's the remnant and that's the group of people that God is raising up right now to speak into the earth, to make some changes and and do the things. Because every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. How do they know this about God, that with God we serve, unless we have some people like a Kiki? Uh, are like a Fantasia that will be able to turn their concert into a worship and and at the end of it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, And so because of the anointing. And so I believe that this, this is a remnant and array that God is moving to say it's time because we have a group of people that I've turned to a, a, a turn to the left of not hearing God. And, and not understanding. And so I think that you have to be able to show that God is a God of love, peace, and understanding, but he also is a God of repentance and deliverance. And so no matter where you come from, he still have his hands on you. No matter your story, he still have the ability to change your, your story into a glorified praise. And so we have to look at it from that perspective. So there will be some that have some, some negative things, but uh, if we all look at our life and look at where we come from and how we came through our story, then we'll be able to say, you know what? It could have been me. Mine just didn't end up that way. I just didn't take that route. But I could have been a kiki that came from from doing certain things and not have, you know, as you say, ghetto mentality, but whatever. But see, some people have that and still act like that in the church. We got some that have been pastors that was pimps. Come on here, somebody. I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, I, I, and, and so we have <laughs> first right ladies. <laughs> yeah, look, we have first ladies that was prostitutes. Come you on right. here, somebody. And so how are we to judge if we understand that God is a deliverer? Come on here, somebody. And so if we look at it from that perspective, then we cannot judge. We have to allow the fruits to bear. Come on here, somebody. And so what are the fruits that she's going to bear? How is she going to do certain things in her community to build up the community and restore those that are lost. And so that would be my question. It's okay to start a church, but what do you do when you start it? How do you move when you're in it? How do you ha- be able to do some things to bring the people to the full of understanding that the God that they serve is the creator of all, that are deliverer of all? And so those would be the things that I would say is that it's it's not a problem starting them. We got many churches, but some of them are so dysfunctional so I, I pray that it won't become one of those dysfunctional churches that we see on, on, on yeah. all the blocks and, <laughs> and, and, and all everywhere. We got a bunch of churches that here, there and everywhere, people doing virtual churches and they viral. They doing this and they doing that. And and so, uh, you know, they doing virtual churches to the point where they don't go in a building. And so, you know, uh, we have to be mindful of the timing that we're in and let God be God. But uh, the key thing is that if she is doing it based off of what the Lord said, who are we to judge? Allow the fruits to bear. Allow us to see the fruits. Don't judge so quickly that we haven't seen nothing come out the ground because we're ready ready to kill what even is trying to form as a fruit. And so we're quick to cut down the tree without looking to see if there's anything on the leaves. 
Um, so listen, I, 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 that's just my opinion. Uh, I, I pray that God, uh, that she obeyed the voice of God in every assignment. I pray that her, and I understand that she's a husband, have a husband. I pray that her husband as well, if he is, if she's called, that he would be, if not called into the spiritual realm, that he will still be her protector and covering and yeah. as she moved forward in this thing, because it can't be a Tonto and a Long Ranger type situation, because she's going to need her husband to be there, even if he's not part of the, the spiritual covering, but being there to show that, yes, I support her. I'm with her. And even though that's not my assignment, I'm believing that God has called our family to this place. Because I come, I, my understanding, she has several kids and she come from, she has uh, several children. And so they have a large family. And so yep. this is something that will allow them to, to restore certain things within their community. So I, I, I mean, I give honor to what you're doing. I mean, it's that I don't see the fruits yet. So I'm not going to kill the tree before I see the leaves. Yeah. And that's, yeah. The, that's the problem is that a lot of people will kill a tree and don't even know the timing uh, uh, growing as a Southern girl and, and knowing that there's a timing that uh, trees grow and they bear fruits. The first year they don't have a lot of uh, leaves on the tree because it's, it's in the spot of growing. And so you won't see leaves on the tree right away. And so that's what I would have to say. I'm going to dock my yacht. Y'all have a blessed day. No, that's good. That's a good theology, Dr. Trina. Like, <laughs> you'll be surprised how many people are cutting down trees before they actually take the time to inspect the leaves. I like <clears throat> hey, Dr. Uh, Dr. Trina, you know, uh, I, I agree with you. You know, we do. Because um, when, I, when well, I first saw it, I, I did pray on prayer. I feel the Lord is you know, where we going with this? Uh, yes, she has a lot of children, and they used to hit her about that a lot. But the far they didn't do the research, and every time she had a child, she was married to the daddy. Yep. Right. Every, yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's had a couple of marriages, two or three. That's okay, fine. But who haven't? Who haven't? I mean, we got, said, whoop do, whoop yeah, and, and so how, how are we to judge? This is the problem with black churches. Uh, and, 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 and we got pastors that will be up under uh, just, uh, just eating every word they say. And they got a mistress right there in the front row with the first sure lady. Is. Come on you here, somebody. Come on in here. Or either they playing with the little boys. They, they, you know, I, I found out something about one of the pastors I knew. I was like, they say, oh yeah, he been messing with little boys all a long time. I was like, wait a minute. You know, you, you show facing all this, but you, you messing with little, you messing with boys and stuff. And you got a wife. What's wrong with that picture? Yeah, so how can we? This is the problem. We're so judgmental, and, and mental, and the Bible says, "Judge not, unless ye be judged the same measure." And so, we, what what measure are we looking for ourselves? Because listen, a lot of us got a long handle. Come on here, somebody. Uh, um, a whole not only a <coughs> not only a measuring stick, but a cup. <laughs> Come on here, somebody. Uh, they're not right. measuring with a the little cup, the, the little measuring spoon or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Some of them got them liters, gallons, and need to be poured out, yeah. you know. And, and so we have to, you know, Elder, I, I, I believe that we're at a time where we cannot continue to be so judgmental when God is moving. Because I, I tell you now that there are some things that I look at and say, my God, it could have been me. It could have been a lot of these people that's out there 
and, and but yet we still want to look down on people and and so I believe that if she's doing this based off of what the Lord has said, um, then how you know I, I just hope that she lines up and don't be like some of the pastors that we've seen and understand that that you know you don't just do whatever you see in the church or you don't do whatever you want without accountability. She have to give account. See, the thing about it, her taking on that title and say, I'm going to be a pastor, mean that the blood is going to be up on her hands. And that's the problem. I think that a lot of people forget as leaders that whatsoever you do as a prophet, as an elder, as an evangelist, as, as a leader, a pastor, bishop, apostle, whoever, the blood is up on your hands. Uh, if you misdirect or mislead the people, you got to give an account. And so I think that's that's the key is that she will have to give an account uh, from on not only on the natural, if anything go crazy, but definitely on the spiritual. So I'm going to dock my yacht and um, you all have a blessed day. No problem. Good I morning. agree. Good morning, Mama Lynn. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? I'm doing great. Listen, 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 listen. Listen here, Linda. Listen here. I watched the old video of Kiki and uh, uh, it's real old. I remember watching it was an interview with her and they were talking to her about her music. And she said, my first love of music is gospel. But I can make money off of R&B, yeah. other music. Yeah. Said, but I'd rather sing gospel. I couldn't get into the gospel world. That is a hard world to get in when the secular world is so much easier. But I will not bow down to everything they want me to do in the secular world. So she had her limitations. But she said, but it, 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 if you ever watch Google, go YouTube her. Before a pharmacist, she walking around singing gospel songs. She ain't walking around. She having praise and worship. That, that, she said, that is my first love. My first love is to my God. It's not of this world. So, you know, when I, when I was told about it, I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Because I have learned in, in, as I, I keep your mouth off of stuff until you find out what's going on. Just take your mouth off of it. Just sit back and watch. I find it very interesting because even Patty LaBelle, before she ends her show, she has a praise and worship service. There's yeah. a lot of artists out there that do it that most people don't know about unless you go to their concerts. So, you know, uh, I am not surprised I'm in awe of this new transformation that is God doing. Even in my own life, I was like, wow, I'm getting ready to move across the United States. Well, up the United States. At my age, I wouldn't have never thought that. But I serve a God to say, are you going to give me your yes, your total yes? So 
you know, that just keep watching. Stay tuned because there's a whole lot of stuff getting ready to come out. It's a whole lot. So it's going to blow your mind. But the only thing I can say, but God, but God, he's the only one. He's the only one. So I'm gonna leave it right there. <laughs> I love Said I'm gonna leave it right there. <laughs> Anybody else want to jump in? JY, what's up, man? Good morning. How you feeling? We ain't heard from you all morning. JY, you at your new job? You can't talk. That, that's what I was gonna say. Is he at his new job? Congratulations. And nothing. Uh uh Luther. Go go dig him up. Who uh who you say, Mama Land? Oh, Luther. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's down back in the background for a whole lot of people. I mean, yeah. I think people just always have an issue when it seems like they want their life like i mean yeah i ain't gonna say i have a problem with it because i don't i just think you know it creates a, a fanfare for a lot of people but at the same time it is relevant for the time it's relevant for the culture we see women leading you know what i'm saying i'm not surprised when we see women like kiki white and all the other stuff decide to step up and you know have their praise moment like you said even with fantasia um fantasia used to do it all the time you know what i'm saying and that's because it's automatically in them I think, you know what I'm saying, like you said, it's good the fact that a lot of times they have already branded themselves as this hip-hop artist or this R&B artist, but then the reality of it is, is most of them come from the church. Most of them have a relationship with God. And I think that oftentimes, traditionally, we have, um, traditionally, we have uh, demonized our humanity and always looked at ourselves divine when truth is now we're living in a generation where people are embracing their humanity while accepting their divinity within God and their relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? And I think for a long time, that has been a, a social issue within the church. I think that's been a spiritual issue within the church to where we have caused us to demonize our humanity so much to think that we have to be perfect. We have to be on a pedestal. And that has made so many people turned off about God and Christ and whatnot. But then when we see people like Kiki who says, hey, I'm going to go against the social issues. I'm going to go against, you know what I'm saying, the spiritual and the traditional issues that kind of conflate us. Then that's what we see this extreme amount of, this extreme amount of, I think boldness and zeal come from these people. Like, I ain't gonna okay, cap. There's gonna be so many people, and I agree with Mama Lynn. There are gonna be so many people that are gonna step out and start doing things like this now. Because guess what? The world is honestly looking for those people to be honest, bold, and transparent. As well as it's now time. People are breaking out of the mold of what tradition has told us to be for so long. So now we have people saying, "Hey, let's go ahead and and step out and start churches." Like, I ain't gonna cap. Yeah. Now you see all kinds of churches nowadays. From celebrity churches to gay churches to satanic churches. Like everybody's starting a church nowadays. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like Oprah. You get a church, you get a church. You get a church. You get a church. <laughs> Mama Lynn, everybody get a church. You get a church. You get a church. 
Listen, I just pray that we continue to lead people in the right direction you know, as everybody is getting these churches. Because I think truth is, like, I, 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 I believe that God is going to even call me to pastor one day. Let me put it like that. But with me being even that type of person, a preacher, a pastor, whatever, I want to make sure that my life is something that people will look up to. You know what I'm saying? I want my life to be somewhat influential. Even now, people will say, Prophet, you should be pastor. You should be pastor. Well, honestly, I personally don't feel like God has called me to that yet. I honestly feel like as much as I touch people and as much as I'm able to lead people to God, I don't believe that pastoring is my area of expertise. You know what I'm saying? I believe in being a an administrator in the church. I believe in being an officer of the church. I believe in helping the church. But I also believe in staying in my lane. And I think oftentimes, you know what I'm saying, us in church, we don't know how to stay in our lane. Like, let me be honest. We don't know how to stay in our lane. I think that there's a reason for the fivefold. When Jesus talks about the fivefold ministry, there's a reason for that. But I think people have not taught on the fivefold ministry enough to encourage people to stay in their lane. Truth is, and look, look, we we a couple days from Super Bowl, and here's the God honest truth: everybody want to be the quarterback, but don't nobody want to block. Oh yeah, I missed it. Well, I missed it. Where Doctor Patton at? Where Doctor Patton at? Everybody wants to be the quarterback and score the touchdown, but who's gonna block? Come on, Mama, like who's gonna block? If we don't have a front line to block, and everybody keep trying to be the the quarterback, then we're gonna always lose the game. I'm going to let y'all know that now. We're going to always lose the game. We're going to continue to fall to systematic issues, structural issues, small things. Why? Because everybody want to run the ball. This is that season, even for me. I know God has called me, anointed me to be a leader, to be a prophet, to preach, to lead, all this other stuff. I'm very effective in ministry. I have churches under me right now. Like People have called me an apostle. Like That should be my, that should be what I walk in. But guess what? I do not. Because guess what? I learned to stay in my lane as somebody who's on the front line. I got to learn to be a, somebody who's blocking before I can get touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? And I think for so many people, that's why it, it, it doesn't, like, scare me. But it somewhat scares me when I see people just easily opening up these churches. You know what I'm saying? It, it makes me question it again when I see people like, granted, I don't know Kiki's wide life or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how I walk with God or nothing like that. But at the same time, when I see people who have celebrity status and people who have these influence just step up to be a church or start a church or start a ministry, it makes me wonder, have you ever been on the front line? I think more of her issue is that she has been Push them, push out the way. So she about her to, you know, I know her. I think it was her first husband. He was a, he was a minister or is a minister. Um. So you know, she, she, I can't say. That she isn't called, cause she called. Uh, but everybody, everybody want to preach, but everybody want to pastor. My son didn't want to pastor. He said that that job is hard. Pastoring is more than just preaching. 
you the chief, the bottle washer, the cook, the cleaner, you you it all tag you it. So you know before we run out here talking about we gonna open up a church and pastor, we gotta first find out am I in my right lane? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. You know, I, I, like I said, we just need to sit back and watch because a whole lot of stuff coming out. And it's going to come from the circular world because the influence of the young people, the secular world got them. What better way to turn them around? So, yeah. I agree. And I think it's more of the secular world that is reaching out to our culture and pulling in more of our culture. You know what I'm saying? I think it is more of those people who are standing on the outskirts and attracting our generation because they're able to address the truth. When we think about it, when we think about it, there aren't too many people who are actually addressing the truth. And I think whether it be women in ministry, whether it be young adults, whether it be LGBTs, all this other stuff, we have to be willing to accept the reality that a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, are addressing right now. And I think that's the that's the real, you know, the real synopsis of the conversation, the, the totality of the conversation, understanding what God is saying in this moment and how we're moving in it. Because a lot of th- a lot of times people don't see God moving in the earth, you know what I'm saying? But they just so focused on holding on to traditions, holding on to, oh, well, God has said this in his word. True. And I ain't going to cap. I'm one of them type of people who stays focused on the word. But at the same time, I can't be so tuned into the word of God that I don't know the ways of God, the method of God, the voice of God. And I think that that's what we have to get back to. We have to get back to the place that when we know his word, we also know his ways. You know what I'm saying? We know his voice. We know that, you know, God is also a God who is just, but God is also a God who's quick to redeem. God is a God who's also quick to anger, but he's also quick to save. And I think a lot of us, we forget that when it comes to our spirituality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think we, we forgot about it for so long. But I think that's really all I have for right now. I told you I'm a little tired. My voice is tired. And the time now is 10.37 on the dot. So it's almost time for us to wrap this conversation up. I do want to ask you guys where some systematic issues or some systematic laws or some I call them black people laws some black people laws and some things that you've known that has hurt or harmed black people that we have to get out of tradition of I mean some of it is tradition and then some of it is just systematic racial issues like for like I mentioned earlier one of the issues that you know us as black people are facing now and our systematic issues are going to purchase houses, economy and finances. It's hard for young black people to go out here and buy homes and houses because one, they have never been taught how to, how to save, how to manage money, how to manage credit. And then at the same time, you have to think about it. The color of our skin still really matters to some people. So where, hey, if Todd go into the bank and want a loan for a house, they'll give it to Todd, but let Lil Marius come in here. Let Lil Quayshawn come in here and tell them something they need a loan for a house and they're trying to get a house. Guess what? They might not get a Proved as fast, you know what I'm saying? So that's why we address these conversations, or that's why we have these conversations to address those type of issues. Because eventually, you know, we all want to rise, grind, and be successful. But how can we rise, grind, and be successful if we don't know the obstacles that are standing in our way? And that's why we kind of, you know, address this and wanted to talk about it because I believe it helps us overcome. But 
hey, pull to refresh and see where you guys are on the stage. And we're going to go in that order with these final remarks and these questions of the day. The question of the day is what, like I just said, what systematic issue have you seen or have you experienced or do you think black people experience that we should overcome? Like I said, for example, one of them being, hey, when I go to the bank and try to get a house, Todd probably going to get approved first. You know what I'm saying? As a minister, even for even the women in here, if a man goes up and this probably is a systematic issue, too, in a sense, but it's more so I think it's more sexual related. But if a woman goes up to try to preach, guess what? They're going to shun her. But at the same time, let Bishop uh, the bishop get up there and try to preach or whatnot. He's going to be well embraced. I think that is an issue that we have in our culture as well and our tradition as well that we have to eradicate so again pull to refresh to you guys are on the stage but the question of the day is what is the systematic or cultural issue that you would like to eradicate um i believe it's on the loop ebony it's on you okay let me look at that real quick she might be up to school no i'm here i'm here okay, um systematic issue when i talk about all the time that's maternal health issues. Yeah. Um, black women should be able to go into a hospital to have a baby and not die. Their child not die. They should be able to go in, get yep. full care for their pregnancy and not be judged, not be drug tested more than white moms, uh, not be followed up by CPS more than white moms. Um, yeah. And I'm going to say for Hispanic moms, too, because they play in them, too. Yeah. Um, this is a cause that I've given my life to and will continue to um, because too many of us are dying, especially since the pandemic. Um, here in Maryland, the maternal deaths went up 45 percent. I'm on the Maternal Mortality Review Board. I actually have a meeting at one o'clock and we are still reviewing cases from 2020 and 2021. Wow. That's how backlogged we are. So, yeah. Black women should be able to go into a hospital and have a baby and not worry about not coming out, not worry about being questioned by doctors about crazy stuff that makes no sense. They should be able to say, I don't want that vaccination or I don't want this particular thing. And the people not call CPS and try to take all their kids. So, yeah, that's that's my that's my systemic issue. I need us to get over it and get over it quickly. Um, and I'm gonna keep giving my life to it until I see it happen. So, uh, Ebony, quickly, right before uh -huh. you go, um, because you had mentioned this, did you hear about the uh, the case where the uh, the lady ha was having a baby and they decapitated the baby? Yes, I did. Yes, I yeah. did. Man. Um, sadly, that was a black doctor who did that. Uh, that was her family doctor who had no business delivering that baby, did not know what she was doing, apparently, and was being impatient instead of letting that baby come out or rushing her into a C-section. She killed that baby. And so um, it's despicable. And I'm glad they're marking it as homicide. She deserves everything she's getting. If she would have came forward and said it was an accident, whatever, whatever, that would have been different because, well, you know, cool. I mean, not cool, but at least she'd have been taking accountability. They yeah. tried to hide it. Yeah. They tried to hide it for quite a while. Um, and that's not okay. So everybody should get everything that comes to them. I can't imagine being in that position. If I was that mother, I would own that hospital, and I hope she did. So that's Bad. my cause. I'm headed to the school as we speak. They told me to hang back a little bit to see if it, it got better. It did get better, but now it's bleeding again. So I'm headed to get rain um, and blow everything up. So y'all pray for y'all don't send me on the news, all right? Love <laughs> Look, I'm going to have to send Pastor Charles to come get you. <laughs>
<laughs> she said she been about anything. Lord have mercy. Trust me, I understand. I ain't no what what's the uh saying go? Ain't no ain't no hell have spirit like a woman who got her children messed with. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, Elder Sandra, I'm gonna throw it over to you. Um, final remarks and question of the day. What is a systematic social or tradi traditional issue that we need to like eradicate, get rid of? Elder Sandra, you there? You might have a client. So, if, okay, I'm going to go ahead and throw it on to Mama Lynn then. Oh, oh I'm there here. There you I'm go. I'm here. I had stepped right, so away. I didn't have my phone in my pocket. I got my ear pierced. No, you uh, good. Well, they said, y'all said pretty much wants to get under my skin when it comes to women care, when it comes to uh, women in ministry. And I also have an issue with how our seniors are treated. Mm. And our senior citizens are treated. We are one of the only countries that does not uh, provide automatic health care, automatic things for our seniors. Really, we're only only country that don't provide good health care for all. Uh, in England, the minute you're born, born you have complete health care. Period. But there's so much red tape with the the health care. It's, but especially for the seniors, our seniors, so much red tape when it comes to getting, um, uh, they got to choose between if they're going to keep the lights on or get your medicine. Yeah. You got to choose between, am I going to eat this week or eat today? You know, all of this. And then you have, you now you're providing this, you know, over the crown, over the counter credits that you can use for medicine and food. But you only give them thirty-five dollars in three months. You know, okay. What are we gonna do with the rest of the time? So those are my systematic standards that are, that uh, rubs me the wrong way. So those are mine. Uh, you know, so healthcare is number one with me. Just good healthcare and be able to eat. That, that's it. And that's all. Have wonderful. Awesome. Well, I agree with you on that as well. I definitely agree with you on that one. I didn't think about that issue, nor did I think about the mortality rate or women's health when it comes to babies and stuff, just like Ebony. But those are all great and valid points as well. Mama Land, I'm going to throw it over to you, last but not least. Yes, sir. Hey, I need you to sign for a second. Excellent question, excellent question. I got a zillion. Thank you. Um, healthcare, not only for pregnant women and children, um, I had to fight to even find a doctor to get healthcare. Uh, breast cancer. You have insurance, but uh, you can't get a minivan if you don't have a primary care doctor. Just say. Just say. General woman has to go through that. So, healthcare, housing, we didn't, even though it's affecting everyone, 
it's affecting black people more and seniors even more than that. Um, jobs. Jobs. Women are still the lowest paid group of women in all races. Black women are the lowest paid. So, uh, that's another issue. Uh, food. You'd be surprised how many people that work still have to go to the food bank to get food. Because they can't be day fast. So I got a list of uh, stuff that goes on in churches. You see, I got a list. So this basic this this basic just to name a few. Uh, uh my personal issues that I I wouldn't say I pay attention to. So that's where I'm at. Um, I don't know what else, but y'all have a blessed day. Thank you, Mama Lynn. I appreciate it. <laughs> you sound like you're over there busy at work, so I definitely understand. I'm about to actually get to work myself and start working on everything that I need to close out this weekend. But I definitely appreciate that, and I definitely understand, you know what I'm saying, um, what you were saying. You were cutting out a little bit, so I couldn't understand everything. But I definitely heard how you were talking about the elders, the most hilarious, and everything else. Um, and listen, it's interesting though, and I'm gonna say this. And I'm gonna get rid of it. Let me let me tell you about the healthcare situation. Michael has insurance. He got a new job, but his insurance is with the same insurance company. He could not get his medication for his diabetes for over thirty days because the health insurance would not accept. Would not accept his prescription. The doctor said twice. Finally, the doctor called him and said, "We're gonna have to go a different way. You're gonna have to get good RX and go buy your medicine." And that's the way they did it. Luckily, he spent like nine dollars and some change, ten dollars, but he got his medication. The thing of it was. The insurance company didn't want to accept it because it was a generic. If he hadn't got the, you know, here in the U.S., for diabetes medicine, a patient can pay over $100 for their medication. Where in other countries, they pay less than $20 or more. Or either is free. What are we doing in the United States? That America is supposed to be so great. And I keep saying to people, where, how? Where do you see that at? Show me. Because I can show you where it ain't great. Because I lost my Medicaid because I work. And I made too much money. For Medicaid and anything else. But on the, on the other end, I live below the poverty level. Do that make sense? Yeah. And I'm one of them people, I get $40 every three months for OTC. $40. That's all I get. And I can only use it for over-the-counter stuff 
for pharmacy. That's about it. Why sweat it? God got me. That's the only thing I keep saying. Lord, this this on you. This is too much. Lean, you know you need forty dollars worth of aspirin every month. Stop laughing. <laughs> well, I need something, but I don't know about no aspirin. But yeah, no, it's not every month. It's every three months. Hey, that's what I forget. Like my mama. My mama is 35 every three months, and she's 81 years old. That's right. And works for the state of Tennessee. Worked all of that. So she got all up. And y'all still trying to. Thank God for that's Jesus. Crazy. That's all I can say. Thank God for Jesus. So, and that's like what? A uh, medicine allowance that they get? That $35, $40? Uh-huh. And depending on your insurance and what you made, and this, that, and other, you, it could be literally thirty-five to forty dollars every three months, or something else, depending on a lot of stuff. And it, it's it's crazy. It doesn't balance out. It doesn't. It doesn't balance out. Because I'm my, you know, I get those credits. At least I can, and I get something every month, and I can use them for food, medicine. And pay my electric bill, so I use it to pay my electric bill. Oh wow! And, and, and what's left? Then I get little odds and ends and stuff like that. But and I get more than they get, way more than they get, and that's not fair either. That's crazy. And you said it's because of your insurance, though, right? I I'm actually Medicare, Medicaid. I'm both me- on Medicare and Medicaid. Because I'm on disability, oh, okay. But I can I can work so much in a year. But at least they should be getting what I get. At least that, and I get it per month. They get forty dollars, thirty five dollars every three. And I have a you know I got a wide range of what I can use it on. It's not that's not fair. But in England, you everybody has. Everybody gets insurance when you're born in England. That ain't an issue. And we so supposedly the most developed country in the world. And our seniors, women get treated like less than nothing. We only get, at least when we was treated like uh, property, we got some, we get treated less than that now. Mm. It's rough it's- out here, Prophet. It is rough because her mother and I are retired. So I get full Social Security. But I have to work because it's not enough. I had to go in my retirement when I got sick. So my retirement was. <laughs> my retirement money wasn't that big yet because I hadn't I had only been working at the job for 15 years <laughs> when it was a lot it was over 30,000 but I you know it hadn't fully I mean it's crazy it is crazy but I keep telling the Lord every day thank you 
the elder, she keep reminding me. She keep reminding me. And I be like, okay, yeah, you right, you right. So I don't get down like I used to. Uh, I don't have the anxiety and uh, the, 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 the fear and uh, scared half to death. And my unbelief is growing. I, I'm believing more, so I'm losing unbelief and gaining belief. So yeah, it's rough. It is so rough out here. I, you know, I am so glad that my my children, you know, uh, know about 401ks. Uh, they got investments. I know Tierra does. I mean, hey, me and her daddy went to work. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. You know, I was asking people questions, white people, and then go back, tell my kids, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do, you know. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. But like they say, it's rough out here being pimp. Even pimp broke. Pimp don't even know what to do no more. <laughs> it's so bad out here. <laughs> it's hard out for everybody and the, and the pimp. Everybody and the pimp. Right. We all swimming in, we all in the same boat trying to figure out how. But somebody got to have enough faith to step out of that boat onto the water and get moving. And once you get moving, you pull somebody else along that want to do something and it's not going to drag you down. You know, I, I even, even moving, uh, I worried about, well, I'm leaving my family. I'm leaving everything. You know, that that was a hard pill. I don't know if I can do that. You know, my doctors are here. You know, you know my greatest example who put my little butt in here was Elder. When she moved from Memphis up here, I said, well, I need him. Uh, she was my greatest example that it can be done. Right. Said, okay, it can be done. She left her mom. Who let that 80-something-year-old mom? <laughs> I, had to, I had to obey God. I ain't had to trust in that metal. She said, who you know, let that 82-year-old mama? <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, well, she can do it. I, I, guess, I guess I can do it. But what I didn't know, the move wasn't only for me. It was for my daughter, too. So my daughter coming with me. So that made it even better. I was like, well, wait a minute. Elder daughter went with her. So, you know, I give you examples to follow. Hey. Is she younger than I? And I'm like, okay. So if she can do it, I can do it. But this world we living in now, probably, I don't know. Lord Jesus. And God has showed himself strong and mighty in this, so this obedience. He done showed out. He show, and he continues to show out. So probably if you gotta move, get going. Get going. Start start purging stuff. You ain't used this scene in in, in in a year or more, it gotta go. Because you know you ain't gonna use it. 
that's just what it is. You ought to seen the stuff I done thrown out, gave away, whatever. Because I had to let things, and it's a way of letting things go and being free. Okay, that's my advice for the day. Oh, Mama Land, I don't be looking forward to it. I don't. I don't look. <laughs> I look forward to each and every day that God bless me with. But you know what? I be over it. <laughs> I be over it. <laughs> As a young man, I'm over it already. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I'm over it. But listen, it's time for us to get on out of here because it's 10:59. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm a young man. I still got to go to work because I pay for my own insurance and health care and stuff like that out of pocket. Every time I go see that therapist, that, that Lord have mercy, it's costly. But thankfully, I got good insurance for right now. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but no, let me go ahead and press on out of here so we can go ahead and cut to the rest of our day. Because I'm sure that there are people right now who want to go eat lunch. We got to continue their work and do other stuff. So let's go ahead and tap in. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day, this minute, this second, this hour. We thank you for the drone, the space, and the grace that you have given us to have healthy, fruitful, and productive conversation. Father, even as we go throughout our day, God, I ask that you will continue to throw your weight around, God. Continue to favor us, oh God. Continue to bless us, oh God. God, continue to pour into us the wisdom, guidance, knowledge, and strength that we need to live, thrive, and survive. Let no weapon formed against us be able to prosper, but let us overcome every obstacle that is set before us. And God will continue to give you, continue, continuously give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And it's in Jesus' name we thank you. Amen and amen and amen. All right, y'all. I love y'all. I'm praying for you guys. I hope you have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. And I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. This room is ending in three, two, one. Bye. Bye. Bye.